following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. All systems go. Prepare to be astonished. You can't handle the truth. You should fully expect the unexpected. You are now tuned into the Boiler Room with your hosts, Omar Figo Binu and Nathan Kalasho. Rafa, what the hell are you stuffing in your mouth? He can't hear you. Oh, where the hell did he go? He went back. He went in the back, but he got some Subway. Okay. You want some? No, I'm good. How about yourself? You want one? You want some of my protein shake? No, no. I have a protein bar in my bag actually. Pretty good. What uh, what flavor of protein shake do you get? I do. I usually get something with uh, with blueberry and banana. Oh, dude! You... I get the blueberry for like the antioxidants. Yeah. And then the banana for the potassium. And it's usually mixed in with uh, yogurt and just the protein. I don't do anything really heavy. What flavor of yogurt? I don't even know. I think it's just uh, plain. Just plain yogurt? Yeah. Oh, dude, you, I make the. They hit you up at Lifetime. This this protein shake is like seven dollars. And how big is the cup? I don't know. Sixteen or thirty-two ounce? Uh, looks like it's sixteen. Really? Yeah, it's like a sixteen ounce for seven bucks. Yup. Dude, that's whack. It's crazy. I'm telling you. I make I make some badass. Uh, I swear some, I swear I tell everybody that they make more money off the, this one is especially the one in commerce. They make more money off their cafe than they do with the gym memberships. You should try putting peanut butter in your shake. Yeah, every once in a while I'll do that too. Peanut oh, you do. A lot of, yeah, peanut butter has a lot of fat in it though. Yeah, but it's good fat. That's true. That's you know. True. So uh, a lot's going on has gone on this past week. Uh, that we'll get into that later. Uh, I mean, a lot of crazy things. Uh, the homeland situation has escalated to a new level of of really terror and uh, and sadness. Um, very heartbreaking, to say the least. I mean, I don't think there are any words that can really describe um, what the hell has been happening over there. And hell really is probably the best word to to describe it. Yeah, I'm you telling know? you know right now my head hurts and my heart is heavy. Uh, my head is on complete overload. There's just so much going on. We thought that, uh, you know, Iraq was the worst of it. Now we're hearing upwards of 270 people being kidnapped in Syria, northern Syria, uh, a Syrian and mainly a Syrian and Syriac Christians. And um, it's uh, there, there are no words really to to describe what, what's going on. It's very very unfortunate. So um, uh, tell us just real quick before we get into the first topic. But you're headed to uh, to DC tomorrow. What's uh, what's going yeah, I'm on? Yeah, I told you I might leave. I might uh, take off here before the second hour, or maybe right after the second hour, just so I can prepare for tomorrow. But um, I'm going to be heading over to DC with some of the colleagues there. We have uh, two days full of, of of meetings with some pretty high members. Um, in the House and and Senate, and then we'll be heading over to the State Department as well. Um, right now, everyone Syria is on everyone's mind. It's really hot. Uh, it's in, it's all over the media. It's it's all over the all over Capitol Hill. So that'll probably be um, the gist of everything. But you know, obviously, we'll tie everything in with Iraq and just the region at large. So hoping to come away with a. Um, with some victories here, you know, some some substantial victories, some promises from them that 
uh, you know, either they're gonna they're gonna start to properly arm our people, or you know, they're gonna try to get you know try to help get our people out of whatever it is. Everything is on the table. Nothing's gonna be taken off the table. Um, and uh, you know, hopefully, we see some progress. As uh, as you and I were talking about earlier, um, is it would be great to see a, a united coalition like there was back in the uh, the first Gulf War. Yeah, because I've always. I've always uh, said that uh, advocating for ground troops right now is just another death sentence for our troops. Um, the first, first of all, you have the Iraqi government who's adamant on no no U.S. ground troops, and the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to start to see a lot of these sectarian rebel groups sprout up everywhere, and they're going to start targeting the U.S. troops just as much as they're going to be targeting ISIL or right. Daesh, whatever you want to call them. The only way, or Khada, or Khada, yeah. Um, the only way you're going to see, or although the only way that I would advocate for the ground troops, U.S. ground troops, is if there is a broad coalition and they're actually fighting. I don't want to hear this bullshit about a broad coalition um, and all they're doing is providing, you know, weapons or intelligence or this. No, no. They better get their asses on the ground. They better have the same number of us on, you know, same number as we do on the ground. I don't want to hear any of this other uh, symbolic bullshit of theirs. Where's Rafat? Is Rafat back yet? No, he's not. Steve okay. is taking his place, though. All right. Good morning. Good morning, Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first uh, <clears throat> first uh, topic that we want to want to touch upon is something that's uh, it's been. Very slowly, I think, uh, you know, growing over the last uh, several years, I would say. I mean, it definitely was not happening when I was growing up, Nate. Um, but it, and it probably it, this probably started, I will probably mid or late '90s, maybe when when you know colleges became more uh, a part of you know the the, the community and with yeah. the newer generation and whatnot. But yeah, I was just gonna say that you have to tie in colleges to it. But go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I think that a, a stereotype still exists mm-hmm. um, when women, you know, within the community uh, tend to move out before they're married, whether it's for college or whether just because they're so independent, yeah. you know, they got good jobs and whatnot, and they end up living on their own. And uh, it, it's still, unfortunately, um, it's still looked down upon, um, you know, by by people in the community. I actually had a, a, a female friend of ours uh, message me a couple of days ago and, you know, telling, telling me that, you know, guys tell her they don't want, you know, they don't want to deal with, um, you know, a girl who, who moves out on, on her own. And I think there are a lot of stigmas, negative stigmas, unfortunately, and stereotypes attached to that when it happens, you know, yeah. and let's be, let's be frank here. I mean, okay. If a girl, if a girl moves out, you know, there, there are even some stupid guys who go, well, she's a hoe. Yeah. You know, or you know, okay, well, she's she's too she's too wild, or she's too maybe she's rebellious or whatnot, uh, and, and they fail to to probe and look into. Well, maybe she's just independent, you know, and she likes to be her own person. Right. And this is this always uh, goes back to the double standard, you know, because how many guys do you know, young Chaldean? Maybe you did it. Uh, maybe you know someone who did it. But you know, eighteen, nineteen, the first thing they do is they get an apartment with their boys. Oh yeah, you know. So this is a double standard uh, that has not gone away in the community, and um, uh, the the girls in particular, they're free to, to to do whatever they wish. 
Um, we just hope that they're doing it in their best interests. Um, I, I, not only do I equate this with college, but I also equate this to marriage because a lot of our girls in the community, they get married at a young age. And most of the time they get married at a young age because they just don't want to be in the house anymore. And they feel like going outside of the house and being married and, and that just, they, they think that, that ult- that's ultimately better. And so you have girls that instead of, you know, getting married uh, when they turn 21, 22 years old, uh, they're becoming a little more independent and they are uh, beginning to uh, sort of deal with deal with the real world on, on their own. Um, and the reason why I wanted to tie in college is because we're starting to see more and more of the girls in our community attend colleges, live outside of their homes. And most of the time, it's, they're like local colleges, you know, Ann Arbor, sure. East Lansing. Wayne uh, State. Eastern, yeah. Um, so I personally, I don't have a problem with it. I have seen girls who maybe act a little little wild when they live outside the, ho- outside the house, but I also have seen girls who act a little wild when they're living inside the house. And the same thing goes with guys. When they're outside the house, they're a little more independent. They have more will. They have more this. And uh, um, so it's it's that double standard. And it's unfortunate. It, it happens. And it's just something that we're going to be experiencing for a little longer. So do you think that, uh, you know, you were talking about earlier that, you know, that some, some of these women leave their house, you know, and get married just to leave the house. Does that still go on? I mean, I know that stuff, you know, for sure. Uh, was going on, you know, before back in the day, but is it still going on now? I, I mean, I just I know somebody who got married just a few weeks ago, twenty one years old. Jeez, I, I don't know what you know at twenty one. You know, truthfully, I, I, I'm not really sure. Or you know, girls who are engaged at the age of eight, nineteen, twenty years old, so they're you know they're sort of forcing their hand at this marriage. So, I personally, I don't know what in the hell you do know at that age. I think that's still very very young. Uh, particularly in this country here, because um, we learn a lot once we become adults. My mama got married at 14 years oh, old. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My grandma got married house. at 12, too. So, yeah. Rafid is in the house. ISIS thinks nine years old is okay to marry, so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, for anyone interested in calling on this topic or uh, any topic in general, the phone number is 347-857-3847. That's 347-857-3847. We have Jessica on the line from Chicago. Jessica. Hi. How are you guys? Good. good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. What's on your mind? Well, I'm just kind of disturbed because, you know, you guys do point out something that does currently, I guess, go on these days where people, um, you know, call people out on living alone because they're trying to better themselves or they're going away for college. For example, my family is in Arizona and the school of my choice was not offered in Arizona. So I had to um, relocate, you know, and uh, in which my father is supportive of, um, um, furthering my education and whatnot. So where I go with that is I go to school, I go to work, I come home. Every day the same routine I basically had when I was living at my dad's. As a matter of fact, I went out more when I was at my dad's house. So, you know, I know personally, I'm sure just like you do, you personally know Chaldean, Assyrian, whatever, girls out there that go and do these things where they would be labeled as a derogatory term, and then they go home to their parents' house. 
Yeah. So, and they're not being labeled as, you know, that term because they go home to their parents' house. I think it's more disrespectful to, you know, um, in front of your parents' face, the uh, angel and this and that. But just because you're living outside of the house with the support of my family, that to be labeled something. I agree. I agree. And I, you know, know, I I was talking, Jessica, I I, I mentioned that this is more of like a case by case type thing because um, I don't think this is, uh, I don't think you can label one or the other uh, bad or good. Just like you mentioned, there are, just like you mentioned, there are girls and guys and, you know, and, and guys in the community who live at home who are completely different once they step outside the home. And uh, in the same case, there are girls and guys who live outside the house uh, who could, you know, for the for the most part, maybe uh, mature quicker outside the house. So it's it's a case-by-case basis. Well, in your opinion, it's a case-by-case basis. But when you walk into church and you're like, oh, how is so-and-so's daughter? Oh, she's away at college. Oh, her mom and dad aren't there. She must be doing X, Y, and Z. So in your opinion, it is a case-by-case. But if you take a look at the majority it's, you know, it's a stereotype. You know what, Jessica, let me tell you. Right now in today's age, when when a girl lives outside of the house and she's going to school, I don't think they look down or they judge her as much as just somebody living on their own. Let me tell you what the problem I have. This has nothing to do with reputation or anything when people move out on their own. Guys and girls, in my business, we deal with a lot of old folks, and what I've been seeing lately, because of all that independence, a lot of these moms, grandmas are really left alone. And I think that starts, I don't know how to put this, a lot of times it starts with everybody wanting to go their own way, doing their own thing, doing that independent thing. It's kind of, they lose a little bit of that bond. And unfortunately, I see so many of our old old people that are living in these um uh, low-income homes or just apartments, if I may, hardly get visited or, you know, we get so many complaints and my heart goes out to these people. And I think part of that is that independence. And, again, that goes for women and men. Okay. That's understandable. Um, but, again, not everybody detaches from their family. I understand you're saying that once they do become independent. My opinion, when I'm independent, that's when my father and mother are all doing good. So I can do good too. But if I see they're Jessica, struggling, but they're you, not doing good, sure. Let me pose this question for you. Do you are you okay with uh, guys or girls? Let's let's focus on girls here because that's the topic. Are you okay with girls in the community who move um, outside of the house, f- uh, not for educational purposes? Um, in the event that I see that there's like a communication with their family and they're not like disrespecting their family and going to do something that would bring down their family's reputation, then yes, I am supportive of it. But if they're moving out on bad terms because they can't live within the rules or whatever, you know, it's like you say, it's a case by case. I personally, I'm indifferent to almost any kind of situation. I don't care. But I mean, if I see your family is struggling and you're living good and you have a nice car and your family is like basically borrowing money from the church and those at the church, it's, you know, it's not right. That's how I look at it. But right. if she wants to move out, her family's happy with her, and she has her own personal life, fine. Personally, like, I wouldn't do that. I don't think I have siblings that would do that, but it happens. What if, uh, what if uh, let's say, the, the girl, what if the family is too imposing with their rules and she's at, a, at an age, you know, where she should be allowed to be more 
you know, think for herself and be more independent. And but the family isn't is not for that. Should she move out at that point? Okay, define an age where it's appropriate. So let's say, I mean, let's say twenty eight years old. Twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. I would hope that's appropriate. <laughs> Shit. Twenty eight is appropriate. Take into consideration: okay. Does she have an education? Does she have a good job? Is she mooching on her parents? And they don't want her going out because she's blowing money that they're giving her or supporting her? Or does she have a good job and, you know, my main concern is that you're not, I guess, mooching off your parents. You're not, I don't know, there are Chaldean girls that are 28 that do like living at home that are content but do get upset when they're imposing on her lifestyle. And I think that's wrong if she's not contributing or working. So what you're saying is she if she's mooching off the parents and she uh and she still doesn't like their rules then that's wrong. Kind Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, I would agree with that. Thanks for your call, Jessica. We really appreciate it. Good luck in school over there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks, Jessica. Bye. Thanks for calling. Bye. Bye. Nate. Yeah. Uh, when did you move out of the house? Uh, eighteen. Really? You moved out. Well. I started. Let you move on. <laughs> well, I uh, I moved. I lived. I lived in Ann Arbor for school. Uh, so I lived in a dorm my first year, and then I had an apartment there second year. I lived at home my third year. Um, I actually broke my leg that year, and then I moved back for my senior year. You know, I know a lot of people use the excuse that, oh yeah, only this school offers this to be a way out and live on their own. I've I've talked to a few women before, yeah. and they said this was our intent. Yeah. So are you are you suggesting that that was my case? No, 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 no. I said women. Oh, women? Yeah, that's him. Well, in, oh. the, in the Chaldean community, in the Chaldean community, in the Chaldean Where's community, laugh, uh, the double standard is uh, definitely. Uh, Here comes another uh, in, fuck up right in play. Hold on, what, double there, standard. Rafa, is definitely do you agree that play? there's no double standard? I know, but you know what? Why are you stating the obvious? Sir? Okay, because but it's a problem. In this case, in this case, it, it doesn't exist, guys have it better than the girls in this case. Okay, what's the cutoff? I think any girl in their 20s should no way in hell leave the home unless she was married, divorced, something like that. Fine. But as far as just saying, hey, I'm out of here, I don't like it. You what's know, in their 20s? My mom. That's vague. You mean early 20s or 20, late 20s? Any 20s, from 20 to from birth to 30. I disagree. Even in your early 30s. This guy's not even drinking. I disagree. Even, <laughs> even in your early 30s. Oh, boy. I it should get shunned. I disagree. Okay. What? So, wait, did you just say they should not leave the should house? Should not leave the house in what's, their twenties what whatsoever. Is, what's your reasoning behind that? How are you going to get married? Who's going to want you? Why is that your concern? So, in other well, words, you're, you're I mean, supporting this, the I mean, stereotype. We're talking, right? Wait, why is that your concern? Why? Hold on. Girls so should not leave saying, the home. Period. You're saying the end game for the girl is she has to worry about who's going to marry her Absolutely. because she moves out of the house. This is we're Chaldeans. We're not American as far as the culture. We're Chaldeans, and if we do that, we're not going to have any more good girls left, and it's going to be a bad situation. <laughs> so, oh, hold on a second. You're saying that oh, any girl God. who leaves the house becomes bad? He means what her I, reputation what will be tarnished. Is, what I'm saying is if a girl tells me she lives on her own, I mean, that's my, my blinkers are up and they're running, okay? That's that's what that's what I mean. So think about that. <laughs> that means that means you don't bother researching or look. You just bang, oh, you're, you're bang into the stereotype. This is great. Mm, this is good. I, I mean, the stereotype is if she's living on her own, 
She's a hoe. No. Yes. There's a better chance for you to be more intimate with her. There's a better chance to be more uh, physical, more casual. I mean, it's just, you know, okay. instead of sitting here waiting on a date, let's okay. be here. Oh, so I'm coming to your house. Hey, all right. Bada boom, bada so bing. Let's break it down then. So there's a there, so if she's alone, it's easier for you to be into more intimate, you're saying? More of an opportunity, think, he's saying. That's not true. If I, if I, uh, not true. What's, what's so different about her living at home and being able to go out? House. He's not saying Omar. the ones that live at home, they're not... They're all good. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is it increases the chances of it increases and it's uh, their reputation would be okay if she lives on her own. Her chances of getting married are uh, but why they become this slim pickings. Why though? Why the guy leaves the house? He can be more. Um, the he double can standard be... is not in effect, Omar. Why? Because we're Chaldean. That's why. Oh, what? A so guy goes double, to the bar, sleeps standard, around, no big deal. A double girl goes, standard, double standard sleeps with one guy, she's a hoe. Huh? Double standard goes out the door out because the we're window, Chaldean. Through the roof, wherever you want to put it. There's oh. no double standard in I don't this think you really believe that. Girls, women, ladies. I don't think you really believe children that. Children should not leave the home before and even a little bit after 30 years old. Bottom line. Men either? Men can leave when they're 18, 17, whatever they want to do, get an apartment. Like Nathan said, fine. That, that is a double standard then. It's not an effect here. Sure it's there's an effect. No, it's not. You just, you just, there's, there's no way. You, It'll never be like that. And the day that it is, then the day that, that it is like that, there's no more Chaldean. That contributes, done. that contributes to you know you're polarizing a group, a large group of the community who's just going to get sick of it. There are girls today who are sick of the community because of the double standard, and they choose to marry outside the community because of it. And then, then this the is a smoke fact. clears, they're posting 35 this is Jesus a fact. pictures on Instagram. So, I mean, what is where that? do we what go is, from here? Wait, what, what is that? What does that matter? Here? What are you saying? What, what, what is it, Jesus? Uh, Robin, Robin knows exactly what I'm saying. No, I honestly don't. Clarify. And don't look to Rafid as your as your source. Because you spun so much out of control and... You have a boyfriend every four months because this guy didn't work out, because this guy didn't work out, because this guy has been invited to your place 72 times. Okay, right. But What's right, going to happen? Right now, I, 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 I feel like you're talking about a specific person right now. I'm talking about I feel like Chaldean. I feel like you're talking about a specific person. Not the Assyrian I could talk about. I could talk about somebody in the exact opposite way that you're talking about her. Moved outside the house in her mid-20s because she finished uh, school and had a job somewhere. And to you, that's a big no-no. Isolated incident. What do you mean isolated incident? It's an isolated case. I mean, there's, what, one out of 100? That'll, that'll, you know, no, there's their... no stat on that. Well. There's no stat on that. You could argue that that the girls living at home for that long, it hinders their progress. It hinders their moral progress, their social progress, their educational progress. You know, that they, they always get to depend Wait, on mommy. They question. always get to depend on Why do you think that that guys, a lot of guys who are in, in – in, uh, uh, who are married and then Nathan? I, be, I believe. No, no, no. Uh, listen. Why do you think that guys complain about their about their their wives so much when they say that all they know how to do is spend, all all they know how to do is this, all they know how to do that is because they've been babied at home for such a long time. They get to wear they get to wear mom's but purses the guys deserve that. and mom's coat. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't blame the woman. That. The guy deserves that because you know what? Oh. He should have seen that from the beginning. Okay. She spent, I'm talking about the okay, spending no, part. I'm telling you guys, this is what happens when a girl is forced to live at home in her 20s just because she's so a girl in the community. And this is what happens. Let this, me ask this, you a it question. leads to failed marriages and it leads to an isolation oh, of girls. Well. That's, 
What I'm, I'm being dead serious. Let me ask you a question. You guys want to Do talk about one Do you think some of the girls use that incident. as an excuse going to school to move out? Do you think? I do think that happens. I okay, think, let I me think ask guys, you a question. I think guys use that hold on, excuse Hold on, hold on. Let me well. ask you a question. Yeah. A lot of these girls that are going to school, uh-huh. which is great, they're living on their own. Yeah. Do you think their families would let them live on their own if it wasn't for school? Probably not. Absolutely not. I don't so think that some of them do use it as an excuse. I, I have well, yeah, another I just question. Told you. I just I told you some of them use it. So some of them do choose to go to these schools that offer these classes. That some the of local them use it don't. as an excuse just to get outside the house. Is that right? I don't know. It depends on what their situation is at home. Well, what if What if they live inside of a house where there's what if uh, they're being abused? Yeah, not 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 even oh, that. On. What if that's an isolated situation? Why stop uh, saying isolated trust, situation when these are situations? Not. It's not as isolated this, as you this, think. Th- what our the topic that we're discussing is an isolated situation because it doesn't happen with a lot of girls. It happens with a, sm- a small percentage. So we have to look at why the girls of this small percentage are moving outside the house. It could be because the house is not susceptible or is not conducive to a, a good or a positive environment. Very, very well might be the case. Maybe the dad's a gambler. Maybe the dad's an alcoholic. Maybe the, maybe the mom's very a gambler true. or an alcoholic. This happens. It's very prevalent in our community. So, Nathan, if you live were Live with your sister. Live with your cousin. Nathan, if you I were... I counter that. Oh, I don't, I, I don't have a view either way. Well, that's fine, to too. To live on your own is a little bit different. That's fine, too. What if you don't have a sister that lives outside? Nathan, or, if you were yeah. single, let's say, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you met a hey, wonderful single. young lady. You don't know nothing about her. You know... Never seen her before. She said, hey, she's 25, 26. I live alone. You know, you want to have some dinner at the apartment? You know, I'll make us some dinner. What would, what would, what are your first reactions? I, I'm, I live alone. What's, what's your Wait, first reaction? Well, my first reaction, well, first of all, I, I, I hope that this would be after a, a multiple dates where she would invite me over to her apartment for dinner. She told you she lives alone. Fine. She hasn't invited you yet. Yeah. She, she, I live alone. Yeah. What's your initial reaction? My first, my next question would be: Do you go to school? Did you? you have a I, job I'm, somewhere? I'm finished school, and I'm, I'm, you know, she's in an eighty thousand dollar job a year. She works for, you know, Bosch. Yeah. What's your I initial reaction? I wouldn't think twice about her living outside the house okay. if that's the case. I wouldn't think twice about it. So nothing floats in your mind. Uh, you know, she lives alone. No, dude. What would float in I've your mind? I've seen girls. I've seen what would all float the, in my mind. I've yeah, seen so it. many. Hmm. I've seen so many girls with, uh, you know, who behave absolutely completely inappropriately and who live at home. Just like Jessica, the caller, just mentioned. It doesn't matter where you live. It's complete. It's more disrespectful, like she said, if you're living at home and then the moment that you step but into your friend's car to pick you. Don't bring the other angle into this. What? That's what he oh, asked. What are your What are your initial reactions? You said nothing, correct? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. If she, she told me, normal? if she told me I graduated, I have an eighty thousand dollars. You know, I make this much at, at this place, and this my work is right by my apartment. I wouldn't think twice of it. You wouldn't think twice? No. I don't believe that. Me neither. <laughs> okay. But it's okay. I'm okay, sorry. guys. I don't believe that. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just telling you you're a guy. Okay. I'm you're sorry. Chaldean. I'm sorry, There's no progression. Way. I'm sorry progression doesn't mesh with you guys' no, way of thinking. No, no, there you go. There <laughs> you I'm sorry go. progression doesn't mess with your uh, way of thinking. the victim again. What would you think? Tell well, us. What would I think? Yes. I think um, possibly uh, been around the block. I would think. Hold on. Hold on. I would think. I would think she's a little. She's a little more loose as far as uh, men and and the significance of a relationship. I would. I would think these things. You know. I You're would, a chauvin. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't approach her cautiously or try to. You know. Um, you're a, you're a make chauvinist. Her, make her, uh, you wouldn't like, go on your knees and ask her to marry you. Well. You're a chauvinist. No. Let me tell you what I would hey. think. I would just. It would lead Malice me to here. more questions as to. Not that it's bad living alone, but you really have to question why she's living alone. Is it something legitimate or is it something because 
you know, she's a little bit too liberal or whatever, you know, she has major, even if she has major issues with her family, that's still a red flag as far as, you know. What if her is, what if her family has made the major issues and she just doesn't want to be a part of that living situation? You're, you know what, you're absolutely right. But if you're trying to date her seriously, uh-huh. you got to know, okay, did it affect her? If she's, if you're Anybody. thinking for her to be your wife. That environment did it affect her? That abuse, whatever it might be. Truthfully, you have that's what I would question. Not so much. Oh, she leaves alone. That's it. She's bad. No, that's absolutely wrong. Well, I mean, you got freaking Hitler over there talking about. That's not Hitler. That's Al Baghdadi over here. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I mean, you definitely uh, are going to question. You definitely are going to question where she's been or what you just asked. You asked me that's the truth. somebody that can, can I can I get on this conversation, and, guys? And these days, these days, you're not going to tell her. Oh, make a list of every guy that's Steve. been to your apartment. You can't. I, I think we're, that's we're that's too that's old for that. Hold on, I think you would. We're that, too old yeah, for that's that, such right? a closed-minded thought that. process. I really, I really that's, think that's what listen, Steve would do. Oh, who's been to your apartment? You're you're the type. Wait, hold on. Who else has been? First of all, ask for the list. First of all, first of all, everyone here. Better than asking on the fifteenth year night, right? Okay, there's Jeez, there's there's, home, tell there's five guys in this room right now. Four out of the five have sisters. Go why? Do you even understand what it is like that to be like when you're saying, "Oh man, man, you know what you could do as three brothers to one sister? If she was born in the household. You could drive her nuts." Nuts, and then like like he said, she'd be chained in the basement. See, if I had man, a sister, you are thrapa. What kind of guy thinks like that? Yeah, you're gonna get married tomorrow. See, they're gonna be calling. Wait, see, let me let me let's backtrack here. So you you said even if it's for school, she should not move out of the house, right? For school, absolutely. If she's furthering her education, she'll move off the house, get the whole college experience, the whole shot. So okay. after All right? college, she's and when she to come comes back, back, you take care she'll of your be mother too and smart father. For someone the like that you, put you through damn school. She will be too smart for someone like you when she comes back. So either way, you're not gonna like it. <laughs> be honest i mean who would I, I wouldn't want her to be living too much longer at the house that whole daddy dearest setup, i can't deal with that get up get on your own you only have one mother and father right it's, why would you want to leave them until you get married why why, why? well you're not because you could regret them. it in years you're later you'll them. regret it years later you're what are you going to do but oh i want to move out because i'm selfish no take care of your folks you're not leaving Take care of your folks. You're acting like they're senior citizens. <laughs> yeah. I say, well, I... <laughs> Everyone is sure that Steve did not is not under the influence of anything right now, right? Nothing. No, nothing. Okay, no, he's one hundred percent sober. Under the influence of emotion. This is how he is sober. Yes. Okay. <laughs> maybe because why you don't do drugs. Maybe we should have put a disclaimer out in the beginning of the show. This is the boiler room. Okay. No, this is not the boiler room. This is like 1920s freaking... Uh, well, anyway, I, I would prefer to see somebody who was on their own. It makes them more independent. Guy or girl, let's be honest. Girls, who cares? What, thinks she's not a good girl? That's the... Most idiotic thought process, my man. Hey, I mean, not, well, no, you might as well thinking she's not a good girl. But it's you're what, what questioning? What the in back of your head? What you're thinking? You're well, not listen, gonna listen. What, 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 what did you want her to just? What did you first think to yourself? She could be liberal. I mean, she. I mean, she's taking it upon her own to go do this stuff and become responsible. Give her credit. I'm sorry. Oh, negative Nancy. You Hold on, yes, Nancy. You have your own bedroom. You have your own kitchen. You have your own basement, bathroom. Do what you got to do. Live with your folks. Get engaged. Move out. Be done. <laughs> Get married. That's the, that's how it's done. Well, what's the, what well, according to who? In the back of your head. The the, the stuff that's in the back All of right. your head is the result you of ask, you buying into you stereotypes. Ask, you ask nine out of ten Chaldean parents. Ask them if they would think it's appropriate 
for their children to move out, guy or girl. Of and what are they going to say? Of course they're going to say, gonna say no. No. Hey, my mom wants me to, my mom literally yeah. wants me to move what does back the, home what when does I get married, out of, bro. Yeah. What does nine out of ten American families say? White what American that, families. What, what would they say? We're adapting to whatever they want. They're we are. Here, here's your keys. Here's your socks and shoes and clothes. Get the hell out. Go. What does that matter? 18 years old. You're done. He's saying we're conforming to the white community. Let me play a devil's advocate. Let me ask you a question from a different angle. Nathan, all of you, (laughs) how would you feel if you... Hold on, you're playing devil's advocate? I've never heard you say that before. Well, (laughs) listen, (laughs) how would you feel if you were a kid knowing your mom lived on her own, did this, did that, not did anything bad, I'm saying, but as a kid, how would you view that? That my mom lived on her own? What? Yeah, before she got married. God, no, what? I just want to know. I, I, hold on. I wouldn't even think about that. That's that's a professional pro- professional question you asked. <laughs> no, this I'm, I'm is being excellent. That's excellent. What are you guys right saying? This I'm is, just asking. How would I feel? Excellent how question. I would feel if my mom if lived you, outside the house before she got married. I don't. I wouldn't give a shit. No, why would you? Why would I wouldn't you care? care. Oh, shit. Why would you care? I would say my mom's a badass. That's what I'd say. I'd say my, I'd mom, say my was mom was a, a baller. She no, got that's out. That's the question. Why are you getting angry? That's the question. I just can't believe this is a mindset no, right now. No, because a lot of kids, a lot of times, for example, even if a mom is bad, uh-huh. she doesn't do things bad because she's worried about the kids and their reputation and blah, blah, blah. Right. So they do worry about the kids and what they think of them, their perception of them. Okay. You understand that? Yeah. That was my reasoning behind the question. Okay. I think uh, parents should be more concerned about what their daughters and sons are doing uh, while they're at home. While, oh yeah, while. Yeah, they're thank at you. Home. <laughs> exactly. We have uh, we have Ben on the line. Ben. Ben. Hi yeah. Ben. Hi. How are you? Hey, Hi Ben. ben. How are you? Okay, What's I want to add some uh, pointers to the subject. Yeah, being that do. I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a very good example of it. What is it? Yeah, what's on your mind? Well, okay. Um, so one very important thing about kids leaving the home, I think, is the parent-child relationship, and it's you know the saying you get out of your kids what you invest into them. So, I mean, I love the Chaldean tradition. My nieces and nephews all live at home, and I love it. I go there, they're all there, and they don't mind it. But that's because they like being at home. You know, they get the support support they need and um, the love and the guidance. Um, But sometimes, you know, parents are not very conducive. Like one of the guys mentioned being conducive to your child. For example, I loved school. I was a nerd. That was the only thing on my mind. I never wanted to get married. But my parents were extremely old-fashioned, and that wasn't their on their agenda. So what I did is I couldn't move out because, you know, we're talking 20 years ago, you know, at the Schneider family. I um, got married to a guy that was going to let me go to school, <laughs> which, um, you know, unfortunately and sadly didn't work. But, you know, there was no kids. So I moved back home, and still the situation was... Um, not that great as far as going back to school and living in an environment that's conducive to, you know, a master's program. So I sat down with my dad and had a heart-to-heart talk with him and convinced him to move out with my cousin and like five minutes from home. And 
we agreed. But but by then they realized that I was serious. What? what about sorry school. to cut you. What age? What age was that again? What age were were you when you moved? Um, I was thirty almost. Okay. By the time I got divorced five years later, moved back home, lived with them for four years, lived in the basement with a crowded house, you know, the brother and the kids and everything. So I couldn't go back to a, you know, I couldn't do my master's program because literally it consumed my life um, unless I had my own place. Like, it was not doable. And since that was my love from the beginning, and unfortunately I didn't accomplish what I wanted to because of all those obstacles. But, you know, my point is, is I, I love the Chaldean tradition. I love the fact that, you know, if I had that chance to stay and live with my family and um, if they were conducive to my needs, then why not? I mean, you save so much money. You're you're safe. You know, it is a there is a safety factor, especially for girls. But when the parent-child relationship isn't all that great, I mean, sometimes they're overbearing then I don't know. I mean, Bon, so just so we're, hi, Bon, how are you? This is Nathan. How are you? Good, thanks. So just so we're clear, so are you saying that you, one of the main reasons why you got married is because your husband was going to allow you to pursue school? Yeah. So right there. That wasn't the only reason. But it was one of the main reasons. I meant well. It was, you know, when you're 20, when you're 19, 20 years old, you don't make very wise decisions. But I meant right. well, and I. So you agree that this is this that. is a case by it's a case by case basis. Then I mean, every, there are a lot of, of factors course. involved, and why the and why the female chooses to, or if she may choose to leave the house, it, it could be yeah. um, a reflection of the relationship with the family, and that could be the family's yeah. fault or the girl's fault. It could be education, it could right. be a job, exactly. it could be a number of factors. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I think, I think the. The parents spoil the ch- the children so much. And then when you guys were talking about reputation-wise and girls going out and doing crazy things, you know, there's a lot of parents or even mothers that uh, um, don't have enough, don't discipline their kids enough, and they go out and become wild anyway, even if they are living at home. So I don't think that matters. Right. I think it's how, how much you teach your child to have self-respect. Right. I, I think, Bon, I think you're the exception here. I think you're doing a wonderful job. And, uh, you know, under the circumstances, you know, you deserve everything good. You know, you're doing a wonderful job. You are the exception. I think he's well, scared. I'm 43 now, so I'm like an oldie. <laughs> I think he's scared, too. Thank you for the call, Bon. Bon's scared. Thank you for the call, Bon. According to, Steve, according to Steve, Bon is a one, the one in a million person. Yes. Uh, uh, Allie from West Bloomfield. Allie. Hello. Hi, Hi Allie. How are you? I am fantastic. Um, I'm just calling in regards to, as being from Westfield, I'm actually not Chaldean, but I grew up with only Chaldean friends because Westfield has a lot there. And I'm calling in regards to the fact of how when you guys are saying when they move away from home, they're considered like more, you know, a hoe. Well, I, I, I said that. They Allie, didn't. Allie, please that don't, me. please don't uh, mistake the civil people in here for the crazy lunatic Steve. Oh, Roth is okay. on my well, side. Just, 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 no, don't Excuse, uh, oh, now you're switching sides? I did not switch sides. Allie, Allie, go ahead. Let, let, me, let, let me finish. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just saying, as a non-Chaldean, a lot of the Chaldeans would, you know, that lived at home were the ones that were crazy. I knew a lot of ones that were sneaking out of the house, having guys sneak in when the parents went to, to sleep. I know some that were lesbian that didn't come out. And I was the one that they told because they thought that I, you know, I'm the white girl 
that it's okay and then I'm not going to tell anyone else. But I know yeah. I thought even worse because they were stuck at home that they wanted to rebel even more. I know when I was stuck at home, I wanted to rebel. And my parents would love if I lived at home with them for the rest of their life as a white girl. And I, you know, they, but they want me to grow up pretty much, you know, and get and you know, be able to live my own. Because back in the day, like, people weren't living with their family until my parents were married at 24 and gone. Like, they didn't live with their parents. So I was just saying, like, you, even though they're living at home, you got you know, those usually used to be the wild ones. Because <laughs> you got responsibilities when you're by yourself. Right. I agree. Again, going to school is the exception also. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm talking about, like, in high school, like, these girls, you know, like, even in college, I would come home, and they're like, hey, I'm sneaking out of the house, you come pick me up, and I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, my mom's asleep, okay, why? You were the scapegoat, you were the scapegoat, How come I didn't meet girls like that when we were in high (laughs) growing up? These girls all... problems meeting pretty waitresses, you think you're going to meet other girls like that? (laughs) These girls all confided in Allie, and Allie uh, decided to spill the beans on the radio. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever you know, First and last names, Allie We need first and last names Allie, how old are you? Just out of curiosity I'm, I'm going to be 26 Wow, okay, so you live alone I live alone? No, I live I live with Jessica's roommate I'm just, I'm, I'm a, I have a roommate But we, we live together And I'm out on my own and I pay my own bills And I do everything myself And and right. my family still love me, and they want me to come home every second of my life because I'm a little angel child. But I need to grow up. Right. Yeah. Thank, thank you for your. Thank you. you don't count here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your call, Allie. Thank you so much. Okay, thank no you. Unless you marry a Chaldean guy. But. Pardon me. Unless you marry a Chaldean fella, then you'll count. Or a Chaldean yeah, I mean, girl. She said there are a lot of Chaldean girls. <laughs> Would it come out? Anything's possible, guys. We, we appreciate the support. Thank, Thank you, you, Allie. Okay. Have a good night. Yellow, bye. Yellow, bye. <laughs> <laughs> they love saying that word. That was great. Uh, friends, uh, friends who are white. Steve, or, I or think black, you just I got checked them. hardcore. No, you didn't. No, no I don't so, think so. So now we're on. Uh, we're still waiting for Steve to come up with the stats. What's uh, the... It's two out of ten now. Oh, it's two out of ten. She converted. Even though she just said a bunch of her Allie's friends. Chaldean. She doesn't count. <laughs> oh, she she converted today. Uh, she's an honorary Chaldean. How about that? Yeah, we have a lot her? of those. There we go. So what the? <laughs> go ahead, Steve. Take over, please. <laughs> so basically, what I'm trying to say is, you know, I it's not. Oh, she's a hoe, but. You get that mindset where you know what? Maybe you get it's that mindset. It's more possible. It's more possible for a relationship. It's more possible to do things that you wouldn't be able to do with girls that lived at home. As far as um, Steve, can I ask you a question? I mean, we shouldn't be intimate anyway, right? We shouldn't not to be go off topic anyway before not, marriage, but not to go off that's topic. A whole, that's a whole other. Hold on, topic. let me ask him a question. Topic. Hold on, hold nobody, on. Nobody abides by that. Uh, would you go back home and get married? Steve? Absolutely, in a heartbeat. And what do you know about these girls back home? And then hey, you say, "Oh, you know okay." What? You fine. don't know where she's that's, been. What hey, you know done? what? When I go to Shenandoah, Faraj from Tilkepo won't have to. I won't have to worry about him saying anything about know? her. Okay? You'd oh, be so surprised. So that means you're compl- you're insecure about it. No, it's not about being. That means you're insecure. More about reputation. Let me tell you why that's. Let me tell you why that's about you being insecure. From back home, and you ask me. Let me tell you. And the first thing you brought up. The first thing you brought up is that you wouldn't. The first thing that you brought up is that you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be afraid to see, or you wouldn't be afraid to go somewhere because you wouldn't have to worry about someone else who has slept with her. But you don't know if she slept with somebody else. It's okay. You don't care about Sahara, it because you don't have to Sahara see that person. Exempt. 
Okay, exactly. That, that means you're insecure. That means you're What's insecure about him. That means you're insecure about him. He's stuck not... in Al-Khosh, but he was stuck in her. What's the difference? Hey, you know what? Regardless, it's better. You're not making that, sense. How, why is that better? I would love to bring a refugee here. Rafid, next time you go, I've asked you plenty of times. I told you about that. I did. I tried. They know who you are, man. They listen to the show. They listen to the boiler room. They understand. You're not uh, building a good case over here today, too. Right? Nah, absolutely not. Oh my goodness! I mean, everyone over there has moved out of their home too. Huh? You know what, Steve? Like, we're going to get we're going to get the ACLU charging east side us thinking. East side, west this side, east south field. This is not even east side thinking. I, I don't know what sarcastic. Steve is trying to accomplish here. I was being sarcastic. So Steve is just stuck between two ass cheeks. <laughs> stuck between more than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His mentality right now, jeez. I think he'd like Man, to be. I, I, think, I don't think I've heard that kind of thought process. You know, but that's because a lot of guys think that way. A lot of guys are like, I don't want to know. I don't want to see they a do. guy. A lot Nathan of guys are is like, right. A lot so of let me, guys so let me like ask that. you this. So he doesn't want to, you don't want to get involved with a with a woman who Fudge and Shenandoah is going to say, oh, I did that with her. But what about the woman getting involved with you and Warena Shenandoah saying, oh, I did this with him? Yeah. What about that? Uh, it doesn't matter. Double, double standard. standard According to Steve, double yeah, standard goes wrong. out the window. It doesn't Sorry. matter. I tell you that. Double, double standard goes out the window because we're Chaldean. It's not in effect here. You're wrong. Again, girls talk just as much as guys do. All right. Uh, we got Samantha. Samantha. Hi. Hi, Hi Samantha. Please bring how some stability to this conversation Good, because I feel you? like we're heading towards <laughs> the 19th I'm going to try. Well, I have a question. Okay, so I moved out of state a couple of years ago for work. It was okay, like, when I when I meet somebody or I tell them, okay, I lived out of state for a year or two, they don't frown about it. But I want to know, like, what's the difference about moving out of state for work and then moving out of the house now? Let's like, ask my mom Steve. let me move out of state, but right now that I'm back home, she won't let me move out. <laughs> uh, Samantha. Really? How old are you, Samantha? I'm 27. 27. And she won't let you move out of the house, right? Good. God bless no, her. No, but she let me move out of state for work. So it's like. It's okay. Okay, what now? It's funny. Let, you, can talk to Steve about, you can talk to Steve about this because uh, according to him, you should have uh, a tether on your leg. Tether until <laughs> Until you get to the altar. Oh, wow. I don't think so. Steve, why? Steve, can you please answer her question? Listen, I don't have any sisters, but honestly, if she <laughs> thank if God she, for them. If she did move out, I'd be heartbroken. I'd be sad. As a brother, I'd be like, "What the hell are you doing? You don't need to move out. Your mother and father are here. You need to take care of them. You need to take care of the house. You need to, you know, just be a be a lady. Well, you know, it's not. Yeah, uh, Samantha, you you can be a lady when you move out for work. Didn't you know that? I can't. Well, that's the thing. Like, it wasn't frowned about. They were like, okay, Rati, go. It's okay. It's an yeah. opportunity. But when I came home, it's a big adjustment. Like, when you, well, when you live when out you, of the house. Because it's easier for them to tell their family. It's easier for them to tell their sisters and brothers and cousins and whatnot that you moved out, moved out of state for work. But when you come home, how can they justify you moving out? Because they're afraid of the ridicule that they're going to receive from their family and Samantha, from their relatives. Samantha, why won't she let you move out of the house right now? What is her reasoning, your mom? It's just it's never a reason. It's just followed well, by true, get out of my face just, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I just told you the true reasoning is that they're afraid to be ridiculed by family and relatives. Oh yeah. There is no reason. So does that mean Steve is right when he says a lot of guys look down upon that? 
No, yeah, he does. A, a lot of guys do look down upon that. So why did you get mad at him when he says a lot of guys? Because that's the wrong woman, thinking. Hold that's on, the wrong thinking. Hold on, but you are ridiculing him yeah. for saying the truth. That a lot of guys look down on that when they know a woman moved out. They look down on it for the wrong reasons. A lot of guys look down on the dumbest things in the world. They look that's not, that they doesn't look mean that it's it true. For the wrong reasons. But they I do look down on it, though. Like, I had a couple of guys kind of criticize me about it. They're like, oh, how did your mom let you? And this and that. Like, okay, my mom trusted me enough. She knows what she raised. All those guys go back to Like, I mean, what do you... Pretty much. All them go back there. You ever talk to the guys in San Diego? <laughs> that's that's, that's no, we're no. saying. That's Iraq right now in the U.S. Samantha, Samantha, that's the reason why your parents don't. It's more about ridicule than about what they truly yeah, feel. It's all but, about the image in the community. Absolutely. But who cares? The worst, you, the worst it, obstacle ever created for us. Listen, if you feel strong enough to do it and be an independent woman, God bless. You represent well, us and be the independent us. woman. It's up to our oh, generation to switch it around, though. That's the thing. Like, we have a lot of our new generation doing the same things our parents did, which is not fair. It's It's. it's like, you know do what not, I mean? It's up to us to change it. It's not, not up to our parents to anymore. Do not listen to Junior what he just said. <laughs> if you don't move out with the understanding of your parents, do not go against their will. Never. Do not break their heart. When hearts. the hell did, did Junior say go you against his parents? You will regret it for the rest of your life. Did he say he, that? He did. Any he goes female to listening? Yes, he did. What did he just say? Go ahead. I, you guys yourself. love misrepresenting, misrepresenting oh, things. Go Honest to God. I said if they're willing to do it and they're doing it. No, that's not what he said. I said be independent when... What do you mean replay? replay. <laughs> Samantha, thank you for your right Samantha, now. thank you for your call, honey. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Stay strong. You know what? For clarification yeah. purposes. If you can do it, do it. Hold that, on. Hold that on. doesn't mean to go against your parents. Okay, hold on, Rob. For clarification purposes, stop misrepresenting what we're trying to say here. I did never I did not disagree with Steve when he said that some things are frowned upon. I disagreed that there's a reason for it to be frowned upon. There's no reason for for other family to frown upon what another family does, the only reason they do that is for insecurity issues because they don't want their family being spoken about. This is the only reason why, and yep. this is this is a huge hindrance, huge huge hindrance in our in our culture in our society. Yes, sir. Because we're always looking to uh, we're looking to be crowd pleasers. Exactly. Okay, what if she wants to come back? Come back where? Home. Okay, let her, let her come back. Let her come back home. Then what? Who I told cares? you so. Why is no. that? I told you so. Let her go Sit her down with some of the maraca and tell her welcome back home, Habibi. So all the all the cases, so again. all the cases where the the something and happens to the girl home. while she's living at home is that I told you so? And then where she, she turns it, where she turns into a hoe because she lives at home is that I told you so? Because I can give you a million of those cases. And then she comes back and she. Well, they do back. tell them I told you so. A lot of the parents won't do that. Of course they will. What are you guys saying? Doesn't mean they're Listen right. to what I'm saying. Listen. Don't if the upset. girls, if the girls live at home, you're going to be running for office. If the girls live at home, so if the girls live at home, and they they uh, develop a very bad reputation because of their actions, is that? Can I tell you? I told you so. Based on that, absolutely. Okay, there's a million of those cases. Of course, a million. Of course. Okay. The names. But the females, the females, <laughs> the female, the Chaldean female is our diamond, is our pride and joy, and we must do. Everything in our power to protect to you is not her. They are our lifeline. They are our bloodline. To you, it's ownership. Absolutely. <laughs> the guy's a slave driver. Look so, at him. What's the, wrong the guy with just you, bro? Chaldean girls are our pride and joy. We should are do you everything. Really joining Daesh? To no. their, they belong under us. We own them. Right? No, we don't own them. But you we just have, said that. We have the right and the responsibility to make sure they're protected, and they don't get assimilated in this garbage culture. 
that's you going on right now. You can only do what you can. They have the right Hold to on. choose not to have you protect them. You well, can only do we so have to much. Speak up. You can only do so much to try to do that. You ever seen that commercial, Nate, where they where they're showing the insurance commercial where the parent is like in front of every step that the children's about to make before yeah. they get injured? Yeah. You cannot do that. This is this is just real life. You gotta taste the bitter and the sweet to know what's in your life. Twenty years ago, we wouldn't have this conversation. We thought you were sick in the head. So what? Twenty years ago, you didn't think that there'd be medical marijuana in Michigan either. Come on, because it looks man. Twenty years ago, the only thing that and we my knew point were, is there's change. I mean, the things we know are liquor stores, my man. There's progression. This exactly. is this is called assimilation. Exactly. This is what I argued actually against last week, and you guys all came down my throats. No, we can keep our culture. This is what happens. Yeah. Okay. You like it? You want to adapt to it? By all means, go ahead. You don't like it? So be it. It's well, going to happen. Now, hold on here a second. Hold on here. They can adapt to Western culture back home, too, which they are doing. Okay. They have done. So what's the difference? Much, they... much more difficult to adapt to Western culture when you're not living in the Western culture. I mean. You can adapt some things, but you're still going to have the root of your custom. Well, it'll be you a can, sad You day. can have the root of your custom here, too. It'll be a sad You can't day have the root of your custom when... here because you're, this is not the root of your custom. You can have it if people embed it in you just like just like anything else. If your parents embed it in you. You cannot because the assimilation is inevitable. Assimilation at one point is inevitable. West, dude, assimilation into, into Western culture is inevitable overseas anyway. That's listen, not look true. At, look, listen, listen to what you're saying. Listen, let me listen tell you to what, what I'm saying. saying. I'm going to give you a perfect example. Go ahead. Give me an example. Do you, know, do you realize right now that Middle Eastern music is garbage compared to what it was? It lacks zero of the traditional composition that it used to have. It's okay. all westernized. Okay. All of it. It's okay. all hip-hop style. Okay. So what are you talking about that they don't assimilate? Listen, some things change over time. Some things adapt over time. But you're, there's no, there is absolutely no comparison between Western culture and the culture in the Middle East. You can't compare No, they them. are assimilating. We didn't say they're they, – but there is a comparison. They are assimilating. They're not there yet, but they are on their way. Those are, type, those are progressions. Those are uh, cultural progressions. That's not an assimilation of – culture. You can't assimilate into a culture when you don't live in that culture. Those are just progressions of culture. That happens all around the world. You, well, can, you can assimilate when, when aspects of that culture infiltrate your culture. That's assimilation. Yeah, that's going to happen, but you're also going to be able to keep the, the root custom of your, of your ethnicity, of, so your, of your community. With, with, with people here that were born there, bred there, and raised there, they can help you Keep They're not going to be too. born there and bred there and raised there your, anymore. Your do, you, was, do you understand? Was your yeah, dad? but I'm not. My kids are not. The assimilation you is don't inevitable. don't have kids yet, or unless you have them that I don't know about. Yeah, of course, if you let them go live alone and all that, of course oh, you're going to lose your kids. Well, the average, the average <laughs> American – don't believe in science. The, average, the average American girl looks forward to moving at around, what, 14, 15, 16? I can't wait to leave. I'm going to college. The whole shot, right? So I think, God willing, if I ever have a daughter – and at God 15, forbid if you ever have a daughter. God forbid. At, God forbid. At 15, 16. God forbid. At 15, 16, all she's talking right about is leaving. It'll break my heart. Okay? And, then oh. and all she's leg. talking about, I want to leave. 20 years from now, if I have a daughter and all she wants to do is leave. Do you understand how things are so I'm different? Sure. Who's going to cook, okay. cook your dism maraca? That's listen, all you're going to worry about. I said with break my heart. Listen, break your heart. You only get to be with for 18 years in the house and that's it. Yeah, because because after they move out, you don't get to see them anymore. They're thinking different. You're right. There's things that, listen, the progress. I sat with my nieces, okay? One of them 13, the other one 14 years old. I sat with them over dinner. Do you know what kind of conversation that they had with me? What's up? My mom, okay, she wants me to marry a Chaldean. She's telling me about marrying a Chaldean. Like, 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 
what, why is she forcing me to go marry a Chaldean? She's, and I'm saying to her, she's trying to have you, you know, carry the tradition and this. That's what she's going to look for. But obviously times have changed because you see your, your aunt, Michelle, she's married to an intent and so forth. What I'm saying to you is the thought process changed. So if my niece came to me or came to her sister and her 20 years old was like her 20, I'm sorry, 21 years old, 22 years old, said, you know what? I want to go move. I'm like, God bless. I want to see her because you know what? She is developed into what we are turning into and evolving in some of this over here. And you know what? It's going to make her a woman. She's not going to be daddy dearest in every little second. Daddy's got to do everything for her. Times have changed, Haboob. We cannot support the children. My my family had six kids in the house. You know, that's unheard of. You can't support it. These women got to get up sometimes to go do what they got to do, move on their own, and learn some responsibility too. So I guess we have to fight for back home. We can't leave, right? Because we're the last of the Mohicans. Is that what you're saying? That's done? Last of the Chaldeans? Last of the Chaldeans here? And Assyrians? So we have to keep them, we have to keep them there. No. Who are you talking because, to? Because, You're going to have some because they're not leaving the home. Who are you, right. who are you talking to? Well, I don't know, dude. Where are you, are you talking to me? Exactly what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. I just find it funny that one you guys are arguing over one thing, yet completely dispelling what you're arguing for in the span of one week. It's very, very funny. Keep our culture alive. Okay, good. Keep your culture alive. Keep that, your culture that alive. Does, that doesn't mean you hinder. That doesn't mean that you hinder moral and educational progress at the same time. That doesn't mean that. All right, we're going we're to take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about what's been happening back home. hey We'll be right back. You go, girl. INVEST, the International Network for Vocational Educational Skills Training, is a Michigan not-for-profit company dedicated to the implementation of education in underserved communities. For more than six years, INVEST has structured educational programs geared towards the preservation of cultural and moral values through classroom and beyond. With two locations, INVEST offers quality education in a nurturing, supportive atmosphere. The elementary, middle, and high school offer free breakfast, lunch, free uniforms, and transportation, and free classroom materials. Strict discipline and tradition are trademarks of INVEST and its loving environment has proven to be a strong asset to the community. Invest Enrollment is open throughout the year. Come visit us and allow us to educate, protect, and nurture your children. Call 248-399-7033. That's 248-399-7033. Or visit us on the web at www.investschool.org. That's www.investschools.org. Looking for a more affordable way of entering high-end telecommunications? Backed by AT&T's network, Cricket Wireless is becoming a leader in the cellular industry. If you're interested in opening a Cricket Wireless location and need help along the way, you can reach Dylan or Tyler at Oracle Management. Tyler.yeldo. That's Y-A-L-D-O at oraclemanagement-mi.com. Or Dylan at Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, at oraclemanagement-mi.com. Oracle Management. We take the road less traveled by. Looking to sell your property? Looking to purchase a property? Commercial? Residential? Rental? Vacant land? Oakland Real Estate Associates. 
over 30 years experience. Let one of our professional realtors guide you through the whole process. You can find us at www.getyouahouse.com. That's www.getyouahouse.com. You can reach us at 248-799-9997. Oakland Real Estate and Associates. Relax, you're almost home. Big O Productions, one of Michigan's premier recording studios, offers many great services, piano lessons, on-hold phone messages, custom commercial jingles, professional studio recordings, just to name a few. We offer the highest quality at affordable prices. Contact Omar Benu at omarbenu at gmail.com. That's O-M-A-R-B-I-N-N-O at gmail.com. You can also find Omar Benu's work at www.bigoproductions.net. That's www.bigoproductions.net. Thanks to everybody that's been listening and calling into the Boiler Room. Did you know that we could advertise your business, event, or an announcement? Send us an email request at boilerroom309 at gmail.com. That's boilerroom309 at gmail.com. That's 347-857-3847. Guys, a lot of things going on this past week. Uh, As I said earlier and as, you know, we've been talking about on Facebook, um, the situation back home uh, has definitely escalated to to a new level of terror and sadness. In terms of, you know, we've had, um, I mean, they've captured hundreds of of Assyrians and Syriac uh, Christians uh, in Syria out of the villages there. And uh, we don't know, you know, any details of where they are. They've been separated. Men, women, and children have all been separated from each other. Uh, nobody knows where anybody else is, and, and it's just whacked. Well, the latest from uh, one of the uh, groups on the ground is uh, it's called the Syrians Without Borders. Have you heard of them, yes. Prophet? The latest, they just came out with a press release, um, I want to say maybe an hour, hour and a half ago, and they've confirmed 270 people kidnapped and uh, they've said that there's no true well they have not been able to confirm the the, uh, rumor that some of the people kidnapped have already been released they have not been able to confirm that they fear that the people who were released uh, were eventually chased 
on their way back to uh, one of the safety regions and uh, and uh, recaptured and Hasaka and recaptured. Um, so that's where we stand right now. All of the information is is so inconsistent. You don't know what's going on, but what we do know, like I said, is 270 people, uh, mainly uh, Assyrians and Syriac Christians uh, in northern Syria, have been kidnapped. And it seems like the demands from Daesh are that they want the Kurdish militia um, to return some of the hostages that they have um, that they've actually been been holding uh, on their own. So very yeah. very unfortunate case. I saw this week. Um Help Iraq has been posting. They've been up on some stuff on Facebook this last week. Been pretty good. They posted something um, that said that the UN was saying ISIL abuses in Iraq may amount to genocide for what's yeah. going on right now. I mean, that's how bad it's getting. Yeah. I heard just in the last, not heard, I read in the last week two things that have changed uh, the way that the, that that they're going at at their um, their their attacks. One, um, I've heard that. Body parts are being removed right now. Yeah. Um. You're seeing body bodies dismembered right now and being sold on the yeah. on the black market. And I also harvesting, hard. They're harvesting uh, uh, organs, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're taking them. You're seeing bodies with the pretty much the back removed, and bodies just laying there. Um. So I mean, I mean, because kid, it's crazy, but kidneys and stuff like that do go for for a good amount, and that's how they're funding some of this stuff. But unbelievable. Um, the other thing was the kidnapping that I saw between Syria and then, like you said, Iraq just had theirs. I mean, they're separating them. One hundred into Crete. Yep, yeah. one hundred into Crete today. Um, and it was announced today. We don't we don't really know when it happened. Well, Al Jazeera ended up putting that out there. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and you had the White House condemn. The um the kidnappings with the hundred the White House just came out with a re- uh, release right now condemning the the kidnapping of the Assyrian Christians in northern Syria. Um, so they were waiting on the State Department came out with a letter la- uh, yesterday last night. Um, you know, I, with 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 that said, with that being announced and stuff, you um, I seen that we had posted something in regards to you being on the news and that soldier that's over there right now. Yeah. Fighting them. Give us a little insight on that right now, because there was some stuff that was talked about with uh, the 1.6 billion, I believe, in aid. And if you can maybe elaborate on that. Well, we talked about the the NDAA provision that was passed back in December, and what that did was it allocated funds. And the language uh, in the ex- explanation um, was that the funds would be dedicated to mainly. Uh, ethnic and religious groups in the Nineveh Plains and in Kurdistan. And so what we're trying to start, what we're going to be start doing right now is going over the implementation policy of that provision. So how can we get those funds so that we could train and arm specific groups in the Nineveh Plains, you know, diverse groups of Christians and Yazidis and Shebeks, Turkmen. How can we get that through the central government? Because that's what the language requires that the, this type of funding has to go to the central government. If not, because the central government has been so poor and and the the way that they handle things, then how do we circumvent Baghdad? Um and now what you're seeing is you're starting to see these rogue US military trainers who are going to Iraq and they're training some of the local militia forces that we have on the ground right now. 
Um, some of these, there's been a lot of infighting regarding it because I don't think that some of these militia groups want to be attached to these guys. They fear that they might be considered mercenaries back home. Um, but these guys are not necessarily doing the training themselves. They say that they're hiring U.S. advisors on the ground there to do the training. Certified U.S. advisors on the ground there to do the training. Where so that's where we're at right now. Where's some of those airstrikes? I mean, they were going on there. If they're hitting these towns, the airstrikes have been pretty quiet. Um, allies have been pretty quiet. Yeah. Just recently, too, there was a news article that was posted uh, CNN put up by Saad on the Twitter in regards to the um, possibility allies could be working with ISIS. I, I think I believe in that, man. All that is conspiracy theory crap. Stop with that. Seriously, I get tired of that. That wasn't, that, that wasn't, it's not like I got it from um, InfoWars or, you know, Outlazy.com or whatever. This was just trying this to sell CNN. This was, it was, it was on this. I think the, the, the whole notion that, you know, the airstrikes aren't working, people had a lot of concerns once airstrikes were announced because everybody knows that airstrikes don't really accomplish much. No, they're super limited. You have to you have to follow up airstrikes with ground forces. Now, we all know that this administration is completely against ground ground forces. We know that the Congress right now is currently against ground forces except for a few. So we know that we can never get the ground forces and the whole idea was we were hoping the central government, the military, the the Iraqi military would be able to sustain or begin to sort of take back some of the lands that were acquired by ISIS back in June, July, August. And the report today is that they've only gotten back 1%. I, obviously, the big chunk of that is Mosul. That's that's the biggest chunk of that. But How can they get it back? Again, let me say this for the millionth time. The majority of Mosul and all these towns in Syria support ISIS. No, 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 hold on. Even the airstrikes. One of the reasons they don't work because all these fighters, ISIS, as you, I call them radical Islamists. Yeah. You can call them ISIS all you want. They go into their, they they put on their civilian clothing, and they're back with their families, back with their friends. Yeah. How are you going to find them? Yeah. It's not like it's an army. Yeah. The majority supports them. Today, I read uh, one of the Assyrians talking about Syria. Oh. He said. Again, the same thing I heard from our people back home when I was there twice, and the Yazidis. Yes. The Arabs, our Arab neighbors, collaborated with ISIS. Only 15 of them did not and helped few Assyrians escape. Yeah. This is the problem. Yeah. I wasn't talking, I wasn't saying that they're expecting like Mosul to sort of, people of Mosul to sort of um, uprise against uh, uh, Daesh over there. What I was saying is, the military campaign that they're going to focus on, they're calling it the spring offensive, is they're hoping that the the central government, the military, the Iraqi military, can attack from the south and that the Peshmerga can attack from the north. But the Iraqi military has not shown that they're capable of doing so. In fact, the Iraqi military is 75% less than what they were five years ago. Uh, uh, numbers-wise and capability-wise. So that's what I was discussing when I was saying taking back Mosul. Because obviously... They can't, even if they're at 100%, they cannot. I the was, people were They can't be 100% because a lot of them were Sunnis and they, and they defected. No, so my point is, when you have the majority supporting you, okay, you're not going to win. There's no way you... I've said this a million times. 
a force of 10, 20,000, maybe 30,000, they can rule a city of 1.5 million unless they have the support of the people. I'm sorry. And this is what my biggest issue, especially with a lot of our people here. No, it's only a few people. It's ISIS. No, it's not ISIS. When ISIS are forcing people to convert, what are they converting them to? Are they converting them to ISIS, to Daesh, or to Islam? Can you answer me that, please? No, I don't know. I haven't been converted yet. <laughs> no. What are they forcing people to convert? Honestly, to? I don't know. And what do you mean you don't know? I don't know what they're forcing conversion. Oh no, I'm gonna answer that. I think he's refusing. Uh, he knows. Of course, I don't know Islam. what they're forcing to. I don't. What are they forcing them to convert them to? Radical Islam? No, no. I'm talking about when they're going to these Yazidis or Christians, and when they're giving they're them forcing them to convert to Islam. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not convert to become ISIS, right? No. Okay. It's not a religion. Thank you. No, they. Oh, but they. Saying it's ISIS. But they expect. But they expect. They're them, But they expect them to to, to sort of adopt that Tikfiria ideology, though, when they convert. That's that's what the expectation is. Five years from now, yeah. ten years from now, the ones that they forced to convert and had kids and all of that. Tomorrow, if ISIS is gone, and five years from now, do you think these mullahs or sheikhs, they're going to come to these people that had kids by ISIS and say, you know what, you're not really Muslim, go back to your religion. No, it's going to be accepted, you're going to move on, and you end it. I think we've already, um, you know, I think we, everyone is already pre- pretty much in agreement that this is not just a military campaign, that this has to be uh, a comprehensive, very broad um uh, more than, it has to be more than a military, military campaign. It has to be a policy change. It has to be uh, a change within certain governments in the Middle East. The United States can't allow the people that they call their allies to harbor this type of sentiment in their country. And they have the power to change that. That's it's It's... And this this is not just a military campaign where let's get rid of ISIS and that's it. This is done. This is not going to happen. I completely agree with you that if you just get rid of a group like this, it's very possible, very possible that another one will come up. And it's very happened likely. before. Look at Al Qaeda. Very you likely. You degrade Al Qaeda, and now and now you have ISIS. You know, a few years later, so it's very very possible, until, and it's probably more likely than not. Until the Muslim majority. Comes up, the one everybody claims, oh, the majority are reform. good. Until they come out to crush ISIS, it's not I, America, I it's not us, agree. it's not the Kurds, it's not none of that. I absolutely It's agree. the Muslims themselves. I absolutely Yet, agree. they're quiet. I absolutely I'm sorry. Agree. I agree with So you. I made a comment today. Does ISIS need to draw cartoons of Muhammad to get these Muslims angry? Hey, maybe. You know what? That's kind of crazy that you said that because, you know, the Hezbollah leader, Nasrallah, he had a very, very hardline, staunch um, speech that detested ISIS and said that the people who who share the sentiment of ISIS are ten times worse than the people who draw the characters of, of, of Muhammad. We need more like people that. of them to say yeah, that. Yeah, more people like, like him need to say that because he has a very, very large following. But I completely agree with you. Yeah, of course. He's going to do whatever Shia, it takes. Yeah, he's going to do whatever is against uh, Saudi Arabia. Oh. Yeah, whatever is against Saudi Arabia. I, I completely agree. Omar, I I think that, in all honesty, like Nathan and I were talking earlier, Rafid, and you know I wanted to hear your take on this. But realistically, if we want to talk about a military campaign, the only way it's going to work is to do a coalition of ground forces. Yeah. Not just the United States, not just one country, but like remember how what happened in the in the first Gulf War in '90. 
91? Yeah, they came blasting from all sides. So I think that, that if you want ground forces, it's going to be have to be a coalition. Then what, Omar? You defeat ISIS, then what? Well, do you that, think our that, people that, will be at peace? Okay, so can I can I tell you something like this? No, I, I think the, our people are doomed there. This has to be a broad, like I said, it has to be completely broad reform. One of the things that, that I do like about that, whatever, that three-day summit that they had last week, it was, to me, the full, the gist of it was a joke. But even, they did talk about uh, a long, like a broad, very um, long-term goal of reform in the Middle East. It has to to happen if the if if the the majority of this group says that they're not representative of these you know of these groups these radical groups they have to reform their their region don't tell me show me Please. Yeah, I agree. Don't tell me. They talk. They talk a lot. They they uh for anybody who wants to chime in, our phone number is three four seven eight five seven three eight four seven. That's three four seven eight five seven three eight four seven. I'm gonna be taking off pretty soon. Junior, you wanna say something? Yeah, it's just you know what's crazy? That's I, enough, Junior. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, buddy. Okay. So like if you think about it, it it, it needs to be ruled. By somebody strong, somebody who can handle it, somebody who's brave, somebody who can put together the strong manpower that can handle a lot of this. Stuff. I want CC to rule the entire Middle East. CC, huh? I want CC from Egypt to rule the entire Middle East. I'm dead serious. Why do you say that? Because he's the only one that's shown the balls. Part of my language. He's the only one that's, that's shown the balls to deal with these these folks. He's the only one that's that's held hands with Christians at this at this time. He's the only one that's done that. Everyone else is just uh, just for show. So that goes back to I remember when the quote unquote Arab Spring yeah. came about. Yeah. I was one of the few. Yeah. I said, "Watch." <laughs> Excuse me. I remember even we saw him, your buddy. Yeah. Oh, they were all jumping up and down. We're going to have democracy in the Middle East. Oh. I said, "You're crazy." Yeah. In the Muslim world, you cannot have American-style democracy. It will never work. And I told him that, and he said, oh, no, no, you, you don't know, know what you're talking about. I'm to call him out. He always calls me out and mocks me, so I will call him out. He's not listening. Well, hold on. Pause for a second. You said in the Muslim world, so, so check this out. In the last 24 hours, what I've encountered, I asked somebody yesterday, we were talking, and said, um, you know, what, Nash, or what, what race are you? And he said, Sunni. He said Sunni's his race? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I'm sorry. Religion? Religion. I yeah, yeah. Okay. I He's he said Sunni Muslim. Okay. So, and then I asked somebody today. Um, she was talking to me at a restaurant. And I said, oh, she said her name. I said, oh, that's really unique. I said, what is it? No, she, I said, what nationality are you? She said, I'm Iraqi. Uh-huh. So, I mean... Are we, we, you can't consider, you're not saying that, you know, you should be saying you're Muslim, correct? No. No. When you say Iraqi, it doesn't mean you're Muslim. No, but I'm saying to you, why would she refer herself to that? Because she's a nationalist. You asked her what her nationality is. So are we considered Iraqis? <coughs> you are, I'm yeah. not. No. Okay. Not me. Arab, Iraqi, forget it. We're Junior, born in America, we're Americans. We're Junior. American Chaldean. Junior, what were you trying to get away with? from Muslim and making it Sunni Shiite? Are they going to do it where it's like you got your North Korea, South Korea? Is a division going to happen been like in Iraq? That. It's been Sunni versus Shia since the 70s. But I'm saying, are they going to split Iraq to do this? So you got Northern and Southern, 
and then Christ, and then Christians will have to move and get out and go find their new land. Is that really what it's going to almost seems like? Some people have suggested that. Some people suggested that after 2003. Actually, Joe Biden, uh, Vice President Biden, suggested breaking Iraq up into three parts. Three parts. 2006 so or seven. This has been suggested by a number of people because of the Sykes-Picot uh, arrangement in the, after World War One. They did. They did not. Think long term when they put all these groups of people together. They didn't. Sunni, Shia, and Kurds. That's what they want to split it to. Three. Yeah. I have a Our question. people have no future there. I have, a, I have a question, Rafid. Yeah. Do you think if President Obama didn't pull out the Iraqi troops, the, the urgency that he did it in, it was just unreal. We're pulling them out. That's it. We're ending the war. That's not, blah, a, that, blah, that blah. Was, that's not true. That wasn't do urgent. Do you think there was a status, there was a status force, do you force think agreement that was in place in not, 2008? If he did not pull them out, any of this would be going on in Iraq? No. Thank you. Okay. Just to clarify, the status forces agreement was implemented in 2008. Long, he had nothing to do with immediately pulling them out. They could he have said, oh, we want them still in? They could, could have said the that. The Iraqi government, didn't want, the Iraqi government did not so want urgent. us in. The we're closing Guantanamo. The did not want us there. We're leaving Iraq, Afghanistan. The Iraqi government didn't want us there. Maliki did not want us there. Maliki did not want us there. And there was well, already and there was now? already a prearranged agreement to withdraw in 2011. Where is he now? He's the vice president okay. of Iraq. All right. Well, they shouldn't have left. They shouldn't have left. He should have kept them there. It was such an urgent thing for him to get done and praise him for. And, and you know, it's just a bad move. Very bad move. I'm sorry. Yeah, but that was the Iraqi government's fault, not his. Well, I don't – it's not, no. The war was no, a bad he, move. That was the, his the, suggestion. That was one of his campaign points. Please, guys. The war on. was a bad move. The let's, withdrawal let's, let's was a bad – Let's be serious here. That was his re-election point. We're yeah, people were out. sick of it. People were sick of Americans dying over there for what? They they were asking themselves for what? The, the American sentiment wasn't worth sick of it. The war, the pullout, all of that, all it did is highlight what's already been in there. Yeah. They don't want the Christians there. Okay? Thank I don't you. want to hear about, oh, if they were left, Saddam and power would be protected. We Saddam would. wouldn't have lived forever. He would. Look at then Assad. His son, then his son would have came about. No, he's even worse. His son would have came about, and he would have made sure. No, look at Assad. What happened what there? What about him? Look at what happened. Assad's A civil unrest. What? Assad's an idiot. No. Oh, he, oh really? Saddam's son is not Uday? Kulsey would have, would have led them, not Uday. No. And then after Kulsey Kulsey, would have led, then it would have been his son. No. Do you, think, yeah, do you would. think Maliki... Not in the Arab world. Do you think Maliki yeah, actually would. thought his army was ready and his country was ready to move on? Do you think he actually Probably thought... Maliki, his head he did. He, Maliki, because he comes from a Shia Maliki majority. Maliki had cronies. Maliki had cronies. Iran Maliki had cronies. Maliki had Maliki had a number of Shiite militias, his own militias that he was paying. On the side, uh, they were opposed to the government. They, they, they weren't a part of the military, the Iraqi military. The, he's a puppet of Iran. This is, we're just this is very, very game. well known. That's all our people. We are I in, think it's more, we are more in than getting caught in the game. I think this, this is a game. Well, for us. I think it's a game. That's for, why for I them. don't think we have future there. There's something they don't fishy. Care for us. There's something Make going on. Make a future on. there. Make sure you have a future there. It's not just no. be, wrong just place, agree. wrong time. It's Go ahead. Not. Disagree, disagree. There's been precedent before. <laughs> it's not wrong place, wrong time. Really? In the middle of the Muslim world? Give me yeah. one, please. Armenia? And, no, Israel. no. Armenia is not in the middle of uh, an Arab land. What are you talking it's about? It's in the middle of it what? Borders, Turkey and borders Russia. borders Iran, Turkey. Uh, Russia. No. there's There are two of the other former Soviet countries that are Islamic. It's in Islamic land. It's in the middle of Islamic land. Hmm. Israel is Israel sits in the in the, the middle of it. And look at what they got to go through Israel just to. What survive. do they have to go through? What do you think they actually? You think that they're actually uh, threatened? 
Do you think that they're actually threatened? Absolutely. No, maybe not, not by that sophisticated no, they're military. They're not threatened at but all. But you know, okay. Maybe maybe a, a handful of people, maybe every other year, are threatened, but that is nothing. Nothing. But do you know what it took them to get to this point? Yeah, it took them a holocaust. What else? I mean, for them, they spent so much money on the military. Good. We so have much. a lot of mil- we have a lot of money too. <laughs> we have a lot of influence. <coughs> Armenia and Israel established states after far more, far worse than what we've gone through. Israel established a state after they were rejected all over Europe uh, after a holocaust. Armenia established a state after a genocide, after uh, a complete uh, second, secondary or, or third-class status uh, in the Soviet Union. So these people have gone through similar to what we've gone through, and they established states at even more barbaric times. You know, my opinion, it's a matter of time. Armenia will not survive. Maybe not now. Oh, my, here we go. My not 10 years, 20 years, they will not. Okay. Maybe it's in, the, it's in their nature. Okay. The number for our listeners is 347-857-3847. That's 347-857-3847. Gentlemen, I'm going to head out. I wish you the best. You can't win a debate, so you've got to run. <laughs> Sounds you know, one day, one day we're going to take a poll. We're going to ask our listeners who their favorite. Uh, of course, the politically correct one. their favorite guest is. Everybody loved hosts. Obama at the time, right? <laughs> okay. Right? No, no, no. At the time, oh, because Which he time? spoke well when he was running for office. Uh, everybody loved Obama. He spoke he well, articulate. But you know what? When it came down to reality, yeah. he is nothing. He's awesome. No good. Everybody loved him because he wasn't Bush. I'm, That's sure, I'm sure he's a great person, great family man, but he does not have any foreign policy experience. No, he Bottom doesn't. line. His immensive policy has, has helped the economy out. He has a lot of golf policy experience. <laughs> uh, what type of golf? Yeah. Well, not the golf war, that's for sure. Nathan? Nathan, have a good trip. Have a good trip. Safe trip, Nathan. Love you. Rafid, where do you want them to go? Where do you want them to go? You want them to just close up shop and go wherever? Where do you want them to go? Hold on. Let me clarify my position, okay? Sure. I want total separation, whether it's staying there with our own land or getting them all out. I definitely do not want them back in Iraq or even Kurdistan. So that's my position. So an Iraqi government absolutely tax, not land, all that is not. I'm sorry. Repeat that again. You don't want Iraqi government to be involved in anything, uh, Soraya, anything Christian. As long as Iraq. we have our own, we live amongst ourselves with guaranteed security. I don't care about everything else. Now, let's, so let's take it a step further. Yeah, Is that realistic? Why not? Of course, if you get the international community to put a force out there to defend you, of course it is. But I disagree with Nathan and you know and 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 their mission. And I know I'm going to catch flag from him and others. For you to have your own militia to defend, I'm sorry. You need billions. You, man, you're surrounded. You, need, you have Shia. You, need a you have Sunnis. You have Kurds. All ambitious. You're living. Yeah, he's talking about Armenia. Armenia doesn't have oil and all these resources. These people already hate each other. Sunnis and Shia and Kurds. You need a We're patties. caught in the middle of all of that. You need heavy weaponry. You need 50 tanks. You need drones. 50. How are you going to protect your 50. village? No, you need more than that, you brother. Know, how is that going to happen? They're, they're, Gezile, the NPU, they're holding AKs, you know. I, I feel so bad for them. Like, what, you know, what do we have? Wait you a minute, these, Steve. You since you're on the subject videos. of the NPU, is the NPU representing Chaldeans? 
the NPU. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> the NPU from that status, right? <laughs> well, the NPU, from what I gather, from what I gather, the NPU, uh, Nahrain being this uh, international spokes, Nahrain being the international spokeswoman, um, she said it's for for all Christians, for Yazidis, for anyone that's going to be in this area. So, which I totally understand, but how can we protect this area with? A ten dollar donation, That's or not what you said the other day, did he, Omar? No, he was arguing that they didn't represent Chaldeans. Well, Don't try to pick up, right? You know, now Nathan is rubbing up on you a little bit. I have, I, I, you know, I, 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 I explained I, herself. I, I, she explained herself in the post that it, they represent all of the different. Uh, uh, no, uh, but she yes. made it clear Chaldean is not a nationality. She respects quote unquote our church. But it's an Assyrian force. You know, okay. I well, know what. Well, what? Well, regardless, well, well, what? regardless of, of what kind of force it is, they are not. No, hold on. What do you mean, be... regardless? That day you made a big fuss about it for hours. So what do you want to do? Big... You want the CPU now? Why don't we start the Chaldean protection? That's not what unit? I'm talking about. Don't listen. What are we going to do then? What do you want me to tell back you? Up, That's why back I asked up this your question. view. This don't guy's change. Telling me, oh, you're wrong. This, don't... Guy, this guy's telling me, oh, you're wrong. We'll put the status down. Yesterday. Just, I just want to know the answer. Are we? Are yesterday you were hot. You were hot. All right, Omar? Yep. He was hot about. Oh, they don't represent Chaldeans. All of, a sudden, so, all of a sudden, it's like it doesn't matter anymore. Really? Who changed your mind? The international spokeswoman. I don't think she's international. That's not what I understand. Yes, she is. She's <laughs> self-proclaimed. Regardless. No, no, no. Regardless. No, no, no. She's no. very active. Active? Doing a lot of different things. Wait a second. She's active? She's doing a lot of different things. For herself. Well, regardless of what she's doing, I am informed. No, you're it's not informed. regardless. I'm Rafa not informed through her. That's for damn sure. Well. Because all her information is biased, and it has to have the Assyrian label on it. She refuses to acknowledge Chaldeans, well, or anybody else for that matter. Lorraine, if you're listening, call on in. No, she's not listening, but I know somebody else who's very close to her is listening. Well, <clears throat> regardless, we need a lot of active people Facebook is only going to do so much. $10 donations not going to do nothing. They're you know, carrying these AK-47s. Gives so what do you suggest, okay? Go what, ahead. What do I suggest? Besides complaining. We need to know what's going on with this uh, Defense Act. They need hundreds of millions of dollars. They don't need $10. That's not even enough. Okay, a billion. They need a billion. 1.6, really? they, they need the whole thing. going to open a, a they checkbook need, for you? They need the whole thing. They need $1.6 billion. They need to get heavy weaponry in the area. They need to protect their villages. They need outposts. They need checkpoints. This is not a game. And that's the only way they can live out there. And even if they do live out there like that, like how Israel is living, it's still not going to be they enough. They will not survive. This they will not. Israel. What no we way. need to do, we need to buy 100,000 acres up north in Michigan. Build. <laughs> this is not a joke, Omar. You could build churches and villages and sustain a city. Why? Is up, is and up it'll north be, Michigan uh, that empty? It's just like Tel Kepel. It's mountains. And what are you, blind? Of course And you'll see everything. Are, you'll see lakes. There are no mountains up north. Not, not mountains, but there's nice hills. There are. There are some no, nice There's ones. nice hills. No, there are hills. There's, there's waterfalls. don't really live in mountains. It's beautiful. They don't live in mountains. Okay, but, but, but is, is, the land is so fertile. They okay, love it. But, is it, but is, it, is it that empty where it can harbor them? Absolutely. You build a city. Are you serious? It's so empty. You up there. build a city. 
You bring what them the all over here. here. Exactly. It'll be beautiful What's over all, there. You want to go there? there? Five-hour drive, we're there. Yeah, I'm over beautiful, there. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, you mean the beautiful Upper Peninsula? Place. For our listeners, 347-857-3847. If you want to chime in, it's 347-857-3847. You are so wishy-washy, Steve. It's not wishy-washy. We have to One do something you're this like way this. And then We have Jonah. Somebody sweet-stalks you and then his position We have all these, all these families that can put this the together. Rain, the, next, the next day you see a picture of her flashing some things and all of a sudden... You get well, soft. She wow. Does. She does. She, has a lot, she puts a lot of nice stuff on the internet. Oh, we yeah. read it and everything. No, no I didn't say reading stuff. I said seeing stuff. Well, well we read it. We, <laughs> when you see these pictures, you feel bad for these people. You know, you, what can you do? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's the main thing to do is build some kind of uh, area for them. And we ship them out here by the thousands. You're really serious about that? We built churches, we built the most beautiful stuff over there, and they'll have their own village. You know, I know it's crazy what you're talking. I've thought about that. Um, I don't know if that can be done. I don't think the American government would allow that. Why? Just give acres for what? Why? Well, who's they don't give acres? You? We're buying them. We could do whatever we want oh, on our property. Really? How much do you think it's going to cost? I could go. Um, listen, this is what I do for a living. They're selling thousands by the parcels, okay? Thousands of acres for pennies on the dollar, Where, okay? Up north. Up north. But to be honest with you, I would make the Iraqi government pay for it. Whoever's going to pay for it. They're responsible. Whoever. They owe it. This is realistically, you could start it with about 50 to $100 million. You could start this project. $100 million. We have enough people in our area to put this together with bank loans. We have a lot of credit out there. We can get this done. It's not a joke, right? The Iraqi government is responsible. I've always said that when the crisis first uh, appeared in, in June, if you remember. That's the first thing I said, the first post, okay, that the Iraqi government is responsible. Did you know they have billions and billions of dollars in America that the American government froze back in from 2003 and even in the 90s? I believe it's around $70 million. It's probably $70 billion. All we need is $1 or $2 billion to make this happen. It would be the most beautiful thing you'll ever see in your life. It would be so beautiful over there. Our tradition would go forever. And if they want to move out, they want to leave, fine. It'll be beautiful. Let them leave. But if they sustain a city and get on their feet six, seven hundred thousand Christian, unbelievable. I wish Nathan was still here because I want to call him out on something. On one hand, he's fighting to establish a homeland over there. And then here... Oh, it's okay that we're assimilated into this country. So on one hand, he wants them to stay to keep tradition, but yet here, okay, he wants to be very Americanized with his views. I don't know anybody says this is 2015. They deserve to be here. Gezile, they deserve. We live the best life. I don't care. Any any person tells you Obama will be gone in two years, so he's not going to be president. Stop we with live, that Obama stuff. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The best I life. get so tired of watching these. Hold on. These statuses, do you really think it's all in Obama's hands? Regardless Stop of that. He's just a spokesman. Fine. Okay. Fine. This country Fine. is run, it's trillions and trillions of dollars, economy, power, military. Do you think it's all left into one man's hands to make all these Rapid. decisions? Stop that, man. I, 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 you know what? I really it. laugh at that. We get it. Fine. I understand. I understand that you know the the three branches when I was in eighth grade. Not even the I, branches. There's a lot higher powers behind the scenes that call the shots. It's not Obama. They don't leave it in one man's hand. This is not a dictatorship. I understand. He's that. not a king. I Stop mentioning that. Obama, please. It Fine. really okay. irritates okay. me. Okay. All right. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. But, like I said, our people deserve to wake up, take a nice hot shower, eat some and be in peace, and have a good, good life, just like all the refugees that came, just like our parents, just like us. They need this life. If they don't have this life or Europe life or Australia yeah. life... This is not quality of life. They're, they're living the five to six people. They live five to six people in a bedroom-sized caravan. Have to share showers with hundreds of people. Share a bathroom with hundreds of people. The quality Filthy. of life is diminished to a point where it's not even fathomable. Okay, if it's doable, I'm all for it. Well, we have to put something together. We have to do it. We have to do it now. We don't want the land. Keep the churches. Keep whatever. Get as many manuscripts as you can. Get bring back as much stuff as you can, and we'll put them right in the uh, 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 the new churches and all this good stuff. We'll we'll try to design them just like how they were before. You know how beautiful that would be. We bring brick layers, and we'll put brick just like the brick over there back home. The only thing I've been missing are the two rivers. Two rivers. There's rivers over there. There are rivers over there. You'll have Maya, fresh. Oh, it's just beautiful over there. The air is different. Beautiful. Mm. Come on. Even if they went back home, what are they going home to, honestly? It's rubble now. All their houses are, are smashed, torched. It is. And that's it's what I said in my, what my are they status go today. Back? The Iraq that our fathers and forefathers knew is gone forever. It's gone. What are forever. they going to come back to, Gezile? All the churches what? are mobbed. What, what are they fighting All for the now? What are they are staying mobbed. there for now? All, everything is, is, is turned over upside down. There's qumbalat uh, uh, in every house, booby trap. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Tell me. How are you going to go back and have dignity? Or have peace. How? Rafid, even if they went back, how? How are you going to know? It was, it I was just Jesus told you, I'm for separation. Even if there is separation, how are they going to go back? How do you live with that? Well, you're amongst your own only. Telling you, man. Oh my, what Whatever do you happened, happened, fine. Uh, you know, as, as uh, the idea of them moving up north here, that's... If you really think about it, at first it sounds crazy, but oh, it will be so. Come on, I've been thinking about that not now, not a year ago, in the early nineties. That is so beautiful. You know why? Because I saw this coming. I saw this coming. As I, remember, Omar, like when the Egypt with the Arab Spring and all that, I told you, if these dictatorships fall, what's going to happen to the Christians? Do you remember? Yeah, that was at the end of 2010 after that church bombing, and then all of a sudden Egypt had problems and everybody else had problems. But I knew that from the 90s. You know how involved I am, and I love politics and know about it. I knew this day was coming. A lot of the older generation knew, too, because I know, like, people people who, you know, left there in 92 and 93 and came here, they were, they were saying the same thing. I'll be honest with you. Habibi, it's known. This is known. You know, it's in their nature. You either live like a dog, excuse my language, you live like a third-class citizen according to their rules, okay, or face the consequences. You know, with Nathan being bigger on uh, on Haven, him and Wissam, I wonder what, uh, I'd be curious to see what, what Esad and, and Nathan have discussed regarding this issue. You know what, I wish Esad can call in. Esad, if you're listening, give us a call. We'd like to hear your opinion on whether the people... You know, should stay. Is there any hope there for them to stay, or should they leave? So the the bottom line here, guys, tell me. Regardless of of what's going on, we live 
a very peaceful, very happy, worry-free life. Correct me if I'm wrong. If it wasn't for all this rat race, money, got to make money, 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 we live, besides that, we live very, very good as far as uh, uh, being a human in, in, in a world. We live good, correct? As you know, other parts of the world, we can't say the same. Correct? Absolutely. Okay, and especially our our homeland right now, whether it be, you know, north of Syria or north of Iraq, the quality of life is gone. And we really, really need to bring our people home. Once we bring these people home, our our tradition and culture will last another 150, 200 years easy. I don't know if that's going to happen. Easy. Because they might want to... Okay, fine. They go here, they go there. But if you build it, they will come. And we will go there, and we will visit, and we will have fun there, and it will be nice. And if they disperse, where are they going to go? Was Bloomfield? So they're still with us. <laughs> you know? San Diego. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. They would love... Oh. To leave Iraq. Oh my God! Everyone I ask, they, have a, uh, they do not want to stay, no matter what. My God, I can't imagine. I can't even if they weren't under threat, just for them to live like this in those in those tents. Do you, and do you think this caravan. began with ISIS in Mosul itself? I know. I know it's Remember Raho, Bishop yeah. Raho, God rest his soul. Yeah. That was in Mosul. They did had a lot of kidnappings. That's they, right. you know, as I told one of the volunteers, I told you the story from Mosul when I was there, when he was telling me how before ISIS they would kidnap and fear of kidnapping. He couldn't take this position. His dad couldn't take that position. I told him, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very blunt. I don't feel sorry for you. You guys should have left a long time ago. I don't care. At least you had a chance to take some of your money out. When How can you live a life like that? How can you live? His dad was given a position at a university. He was too scared to accept it because he was Christian. His sister going to college. They had to drive her, walk her inside, and pick her up, go inside, and get her out. Are you serious? Is she a baby? That she needs that? That's court? Unbelievable. I'll tell you what, Rafid. What is what is the main thing a community has that like you said, maybe they want to go back to you know, they want to move into Westbloomfield. What is the main thing a community has that makes people stay? Shenandoah? No. The church, right? So you put these churches up north and you have Sako leading them all, the patriarch and everything up north, and they have all the bishops from there up north and the ones that went back and got called over there up there up north. No one will ever leave. We'd go over there to hear man. Yeah, I go live there. What are you More talking like about? More like Iraqi Disneyland. You live in La La Land. It's not. Why can't that happen? Why? It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of. Uh, it's not. It's not, it's not as it. easy as. It's, you know why? Listen, America has a lot of other issues in the world that they deal with. It's not just your people. We don't need their help. No. Hold on. Others will say we'll do the same thing. All of Europe tells you, "I want to come here." For example. What are you going to say? They have to have laws and regulations. They can't just accommodate you because it, it hits home Habibi, for you. Whatever county they're in, that's the laws they abide by. <coughs> if they're what if a... you have millions from, let's say, Africa or Asia want to do millions okay. that want to do the same? Do you think if, they can tell them no? Why, why, hey, if they want to do it, they buy the land. Yeah. They do, you know, they build their city. No, they build their you're talking about citizenships. You're talking about this is more to it than now, you think. That, I understand that. That's what I'm saying. If we had a chance. To get them an express if, express citizenship if, here, which if. the State Department has already said, 
whoever is you know willing to come here will help them out. No, if they we didn't. Had sponsors. Australia is doing no, a lot sir. of them. Are no, doing. sir. No, sir. That's misrepresented. Okay, so right now. No, sir. So They're right not now, doing anything extra than normal. Okay, so right now, how long? What's the process of a refugee from right now? He did his waraqa. Right now. Some today, of them, 10 years. 10 years? Some of them. In Turkey and Jordan, 5 to 10 years. How about Australia? I don't know. I, I don't they're know. They're They're like within months. No, and then everybody would have left. They are. They can't. Listen, when I was in Jordan, they said, "I said, where do you want to go to America?" They said, "No, anywhere we can get to, whether Sweden, Canada, Australia, or America." The problem is, it's the UN processing center. And personally, this is my personal opinion: the people on the ground who run these processing centers, they make sure. This is my opinion again, from what I saw. They keep Christians last. Do you know why? Why? The UN tells you at this office you can process 20,000, take them out of Jordan, right? And here you are, the Jordanian government, you have influence on these employees. Who do you want to get rid of out of your country? The zealots that want to leave that cause you trouble? Or the Christians who are not allowed to work, they're never a threat they're not violent, and they're the getting help from the outside to spend money in your economy. The zealots, of course. Who do you think they're going to push out first? The zealots. Steve, answer me, please. Well, I mean, they'd have to be uh, uh, citizens of Jordan to you know, no, no, have no, no, that no. case, right? Habibi, it doesn't matter. If they're matter. refugees, does that... It's a processing center. But it's a why, processing if center. If they're refugees, why are they being processed through Jordan? That's how, because America... At the time, I don't know how it works now. Oh, because Iraq, it's booked. It's like 20 years behind because everybody wants to leave Iraq, not just Christians. So they go to these other countries, Jordan, Turkey, trying to get faster. Uh, I know a few guys that work in uh, uh, different type of uh, programs where they you know, process the refugees, find them jobs, government assistance, things like this. Um, and they're saying they're coming in by the dozens and hundreds. Habibi, America well, allows, in? I think, I don't know how many thousands a year. I don't know, Rafa. Yeah, no, 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 you, this is a law. Listen, I wish Nathan was if, here. He'll explain you, to you more. If you have to tell me that you're not sure how it's processed no, no, or what's the law. No, hold on, if hold you on. Don't know, blah, blah, blah. Stop, you don't I didn't know, say that. Stop. There's that a number. You haven't tried to get anybody here. Stop. There's we need a number. to get them here first. Habibi, listen to me. America allows a certain number every year to to America. And certain percentage of that number comes from the Middle East. I just don't have the exact numbers. They didn't increase it because of the crisis. No, they did not. Rafid, I, I, I open my door. If you can find me a family, I open my door for oh, them. This guy, man, he's going way off. If, if I had the lottery, I'll buy the house. That's dumb. Don't We don't deal with what ifs. How can we have... Uh, can you bring? Can we try can it you, out? Can you? I don't try know. Try someone that wants to come here. Do you have any family members? Maybe there? there's thousands and can thousands. Can find a family? We'll do start the paperwork for them. See what there's the millions. Is. There's thousands of them that started the paperwork. I just Why told you. Just for one they're family. behind. I'm just saying, what's the process? They're behind five years. Five you gotta years? wait. Yeah. So there's no way we can get them out, even if they wanted to come. Unless out, you do a special. Buy all your land up north. Yeah. There's no way you can get them I here. Maybe unless you get a special law passed that hey, we have to allow these Christians to leave for. XYZ status, that works. Other than that, they have to wait just like anybody else who's in Africa, so, who's in Asia, who's in South America that wants to come to America. So, Rafa, I understand your, you know, your human, humanitarian you know, efforts, but why don't you start spearheading an effort to get some experience? They are. Process. The lawyers are working on it, but it's not easy. Do you There's know the a status lot of, of that? Habibi, listen, listen, listen. listen. 
There are millions of people that want to come to America just as bad as Iraqis. Why do you think you're so special? Because of the current situation. How about the people in Nigeria? How about the people in Somalia? I see. How about I the see. people in Libya? How about the people in Egypt? There's trouble all over. How about the people in Syria? You're not the only one, Habibi. Jesus, I mean, you know but what? Doesn't it take sponsors? Yes, and they allow only a certain. That's why sometimes it takes five years. You have to wait your turn. They allow only so many people to come to the country with sponsors. Is this guy okay? I'm not serious. I'll be honest not, with you. Knock on his head a little bit. I'll be honest with you. When I was in grade school, in 92, 93, when the first Iraq war happened. Was it a couple of years ago? Yeah. Okay. When I was in high school, um, there was a lot of refugees, an influx of refugees. And a lot of people used to, you know, make fun of them and, you know, try to say bad things. I mean, I always stuck up for them. Why? Because I, I understood back then they were good my guy. people. They're my people. These are my people. They speak my language. This is awesome. You know? These are the kind of people I want next to me. So as but a year... actually, Steve, at that time, at that time, it really wasn't... They weren't really refugee status as they, much, as they are now. They were more or less coming over here freely at that time. Well, that was because of the war. There was a big war. It was not, They were bombing the shit out of everything, and they came here. Yeah. So, but, look... So, so my point is, after all these years, and after all the ridicule they faced, and after, they turned out to be very, very beautiful people. They work hard. They don't cause trouble. What's I your know, point, man? Jesus, what point, point are you trying to my make? My point is, when you say we'll bring this type, and these people want to come, if if the United States would understand that these Chaldean if, if United States, are you serious right They now? are the best people in the world oh, that wow. you could ever have in living in your country. You remind that's, that's me of my that's great dead grandmother. That's very subjective. How do you feel? Don't you think our beautiful oh, yeah. people are beautiful? Of course. Everybody does. So the, the Nigerian thinks his Nigerian people are beautiful. But what are you talking about? Catholic people, you know? Oh, yeah. America really cares about the Catholic we people. we got to find a way to get these I'm going to take here. a break. Jeez, man. I can't take this guy anymore. <laughs> Shut up, Rafid. So, Omar. Rafid, how was your subway? <laughs> so, Omar, like I said, these people, they really do, uh, deserve to wake up in, in peace. And not have to worry about, you know, like Rafid says, showering and with 500 people at a time or 100 people at a time. Yeah, but uh, but Steve, like he said also, the the whole Middle East has conflict and turmoil. The Nigerian's going to want the same treatment for his people. The Egyptian's going to want the same treatment for his people. How do you how do you go against that? You know what's sad? There's like, you know, I don't know. Obviously, we don't have Nigerian friends, but it's really sad that they're not getting the same kind of press. Or I know, I know, our people are not getting the best press they can get as far as what's going on, but they are getting as far as from us, from yeah, you know, Nigeria our people. gets a lot of press. They do, but the whole like, Middle East gets a lot of press well, now. Well, not 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 the way that we are. Like you know, you'd ask. Let me ask you a question: What's person, press gonna do? You ask the average person of well, I mean, it's it's just like what does Facebook do? You know, I mean, it's awareness, right? I mean, you, you sit here, you but there, you, there's you, plenty you of learn awareness. about it, you know what's going on, you right try now, to do some help, right now, you, know, you don't think you don't think there's plenty of awareness going on about this stuff? About our stuff, yeah, because it's our community. But no, I'm no. just saying we we need even to stick worldwide. Up for you you don't think it's for oh. Ukraine, for Russia. For everybody, the for whole everybody the whole has, area has has awareness. That's what I'm now. saying. It's just Libya. Everyone's going crazy. The world is on fire, Omar. And you know what? I don't see the fire uh, station. Listen, like Billy Joel said, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world was turning. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> I don't like it. It's a great song. Billy Joel's the best. I, I don't like uh, I don't like that song. Rafa, I think your Pepsi's still there from a month ago. I've never seen a guy that does not have. 
20 cases of bottled water here. <laughs> it's all warm. <laughs> and he has an empty refrigerator. Water, and you water, know what? Water. Hold on, hold on. I can understand if his refrigerator is full. Empty fridge with 20 water. cases of water. Water is healthy or warm. No, that's yes. for you. No? It is healthy or warm. Yes. It, it, aids, like it aids the digestion. None of your business how I drink it. Yeah, well, Rafa doesn't I like healthy. Telling Omar again, you know, you can't say this enough. These people, they don't deserve this. You know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. Nigerian people don't deserve it. Uh, you know, everybody that's facing some kind of threat from, from terrorists or anything like that, they don't deserve it. And quite honestly, we haven't seen it this bad all our lives. And it's just going to get worse. It's just going to get uh, to a point where we're going to lose faith in humanity. And we really need to put everything in perspective, our daily lives, how we can go to church in peace, how we can pray in peace, how we can eat in peace, and do everything like a human being should do in 2015. Right now, my heart is going out to these kidnapped Assyrians. Unbelievable. I, I don't know, man. This is crazy. This is ridiculous. Does it make sense? Seriously, where's the world outrage? Where's those moderate Muslims outrage, man? Seriously. I don't want to hear, oh, what can they do? I see them going crazy when cartoons of Muhammad are drawn, right? I mean, which one is worse? They keep talking about ISIS making our religion look bad. They're not true Muslims. Then you know what? Stand up. Riot. Do what you do best when 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 you think your religion is uh, insulted. It's being hijacked. I I, I want to take this uh, opportunity to say, I love my country. I love the way it operates. The government is the best, the best system we could ever have. Our country's fierce. We have the strongest army in the world. I will die for my country. Thank if you, Steve, be. for your patriotism. Patriotism. Okay. When we Ra- talk we about have a few when we say, left, though, but real quick, Rafat, are there any announcements? Oh. Uh, I have another interview after this. I did one earlier from a radio station in Texas. Wow. Um, they have over a million listeners, thanks to Vanessa Denhoff for making that happen. Um, it was really good. They gave a really nice plug to... And this is a radio station? Of, yeah, this is KURV Radio, 7, 10 a.m. in McLean, Texas. Wow. And I'm doing one with, I believe, the Fadail Aramiya. It's an Aramaic... Uh, 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 I think satellite radio. So are they going to talk to you in Surat or English? Surat, Arabic, English. You know, I'm bad at all three. So whatever it is, I'll try to get it out there. And um, uh, announcements. Dr. Refugee is going to be at St. Joseph this weekend. First time we're going to do also the Saturday Mass. Usually wow. we're only there on Sundays. Um, uh, what else? Of course. Let's of course, see. as always, we want to encourage our listeners to visit and donate to uh, www.helpiraq.org. That's www.helpiraq.org. We got the lawyers team going right now also there. there. It looks very promising that they're going to work on many issues to help our people get their rights. You know, our people, the biggest problem with the Christians and the minorities there, they don't have any rights. Even if they're in the right, even if they, hey, everybody knows they're right, they're afraid to speak up. A lot of them still owe back pay. A lot of them are just in limbo as far as their visa status or immigration, whatever you want to call it, when they're in Syria. I mean, I'm sorry, Lebanon, Jordan, or even Turkey. 
Um, so these lawyers have stepped up, and they're really working hard at putting this together. And I heard, I think tomorrow, maybe our day is going to be on CNN. Oh, it's going to be Friday. Oh, it's Friday? Yeah, it's going to be Friday. Which show? Uh, she hasn't given any details yet. Vanessa was, was telling us earlier, but she will Well, we'll post it. We'll, but we'll definitely it. keep everybody posted. And I think Mark Yerobo was on, uh, on Sean uh, Fox yesterday. And if anybody wants to listen to the radio show or the internet show after that, not internet, the satellite show, it's, you can go to um, www.abnsat.com, and then you click on live. The name of the show is Lights on Iraq. You uh, you only said two W's just for your information. It's supposed and to be I, it's three. three W. I think everybody knows. Come on, Omar. You never well, know. I think I have to leave early, too. We're just about wrapping things up here anyway. So, how did you uh, feel about tonight's show, Omar? I think it went great. Yeah. How did you guys? I think... Uh, I think you're going to have issues with women when you leave here. <laughs> I really do with your views. <laughs> you are the new Chaldean Taliban. <laughs> Talabani. What's that? Stephen Talabani. Change your name. I dare no, you. No, Stephen Baghdadi. No, no, Talabani. Omar, they're worse. Nice. Come on, relax. There's more serious issues. No, I'm being serious. All right. God will, will find me my princess, not what? you. you uh, you're going to land a princess? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if uh, she's going to go from princess to slave, then. That's for damn sure. I can. I. When you treat women with respect and... And you know you yeah you, backtrack. You Go take ahead. Take care of them and and you keep them happy and Things you make them smile and, and you 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 become their best friends and all that good stuff. That's all I got to say about that. That's that's when that's when you know you found the one. Regardless if she you lives go, by herself, girl. if she lives with her parents, you can't. Uh, we want to thank our callers. What, what uh, the heart wants or doesn't want. We want to thank our callers for calling in while Steve is still rambling. Okay. Uh, we want to thank everybody for participating tonight. Rafid, Nathan, Steve, of course, uh, Junior. And uh, next week, hopefully, I have some cold water bottles. Rafid. Love is God. You've been time. saying that for years. You well, put a couple of them in there and then boom. That's because you're the one who finishes them. Yeah, keep restocking. Love is God sent, Omar. Oh, boy. Now yeah. he's going to be. Now he's being a preacher, everybody. Tune in next week. Same time, same internet station. www.blogtalkradio.com every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, you, ladies. uh, Thank you, gents. I want you guys to uh, say a prayer tonight for all the kidnapped victims and everybody in the Middle East that's going through uh, uh, tough times right now. Amen. Thank you, Steve. God bless you guys. God God bless. bless. Good night. Good night. I got to go because I'm going to call.